Blog Talk Radio. right now for y'all. <laughs> yes, I am here on a Monday evening. Okay, let me explain myself. I've been, okay, I had a few days off from school because, you know, one of my teachers, or two of my teachers were out of town, like, at the same time. It was great. <laughs> Except, though, I'm working on a play, like, two plays, right? And so it's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, dang, Saturday, I had a lot of shit going on. I didn't get a chance to, 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 you know, I mean, you know, come on. I I was planning on it, but shit, I got busy. A girl got busy. But I'm here tonight, right? Uh, y'all will get a show. This this is y'all show this week, okay? So, I mean, listen, let's get to my weekend so I can tell y'all about it. Okay, let's start it off. I'm just going to start off. I'm going to start off because I am literally traumatized. I'm traumatized. No, 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 no. I am traumatized. (laughs) Y'all like, Carlotta, what are you traumatized for? Remember when I said that I had already been to, like I had already traveled to New York for one concert and it was postponed? Remember when I said that? And I said, I I don't know how I feel about doing New York shit for concerts and shit because everything, you know, because the last time it was postponed. It happened again. Damn it. It happened again. And there was two factors involved. <laughs> Maxwell and a concert. <laughs> but this time it wasn't Maxwell's concert, even though he was headlining it one of the nights. But I feel like he's still a little bit of a, like an omen in it or something. <laughs> but the her count the two nights of her festival the lights on festival has been cancelled in New York City. Y'all like Carlotta, you just announced she was going last week. I know. I was so hyped for this. I was so excited. I had my hotel. I got my I had my plane ticket. Y'all better be glad I can cancel my shit. Okay? 'Cause I be cussing some motherfuckers out right now. But you know what? The whole thing is that 
said, you know, I had, I was like having this feeling because New York is kind of ramping up, kind of COVID talk. And then the other night, Seat Geek or something had changed the seat in the Barclays. It was something crazy. And I had to get this app out. It was just weird. I just had this feeling. Damn it. I, damn, it can't. Maxwell owes me two concerts. No, I wasn't going just to see him. But damn it, I'm still coming. Two concerts. Somebody tell Maxwell he owes me two damn concerts. Shit. I was, one of me owe me play tickets, but this time I can re, you know, I can refund my shit. But I am pissed, and I was thinking, I was like, should I just take the trip to New York anyway? Because I was gonna, you know, I was gonna go to New York by myself. I have friends in New, a couple friends in New York, and I was just gonna hang with them, you know, and just go by myself and hang out, you know, and then review the show for y'all. Come back so I can review it for the podcast and everything. But damn it. And I was still thinking, should I just go for two days, you know, just to go shop and just have some fun, you know, use my plane ticket, you know. But I don't know, shit, I may not. I haven't decided yet. I said I'm going to decide by tomorrow. Like, you know, like just go for my, just for my damn So just go because I ain't got shit to do. But New York been kind of rough. I've been hearing bad shit about New York. So I don't know, my ass is like, should I take my ass to New York? <laughs> Even if it is just for play. Damn because I ain't got nothing to see now, nothing to review, nothing to do. I was coming to, for the concert. Damn. Canceled again. Remember last time it was Maxwell's Justice concert? I had a feeling that shit was going to be concert canceled. But I didn't think her because her was doing, seemed to look like it was, it, at least it looked from the ticket sales at Ticketmaster, it was selling really well. So I was actually very shocked that they had canceled this concert, and the rumor is, like, this is what I'm hearing. They said they canceled due to, due to COVID concerns, but the rumors I heard was that people were getting very upset because of the vaccination policy. Like, you know, you know, people were, because, you know, they went from changing it to uh, you had to be vaccinated. I mean, you had to, you could show, like, a negative test, and which was a couple, like, a month or so ago. And then they went to people, I think, only a vaccinated audience. I think that's what the situation was. And the rumor was was that, you know, people were getting upset because you had to be vaccinated to go to the show. And so people were wanting a refund, wanting refunds, I heard, you know. And that's fucked up because there are a lot of artists going to get that shit. So you better come. You should put that shit in Dallas because, you know, in Texas, they don't give a fuck about you being vaccinated or not. <laughs> right? But, I mean... But in New York, I knew, you know, I already knew knew the, the, the deal that it was you had to be vaccinated to go in there. You know, because in New York, you got to be vaccinated to do, like, almost any fucking thing. You know, they weird and shit right now. Like, you got to be vaccinated to go in a fucking restaurant in New York, right? It's crazy. It's crazy right now in New York City. Because I heard tourism is having a hard time and everything because of that shit. But. Listen, the tickets to New York right now, the plane tickets, that shit cheap. <laughs> Depends on when you get it for. And I really had good price for my tickets. That's why I'm like, damn, should I, should I take advantage still of the trip? You know, like just go and hang out, have myself a good time. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm thinking no because, you know, I got other shit to do. It's close to my birthday. Shit, unless Maxwell's going to give me a private. A private concert because he owes me. Shit, him and the band get up there and sing. Then shit, I would I would show up. But then I'm like, hell no. 
and bring her out just for just for just for my my you know for my just for me to feel good. <laughs> well, hell ain't coming. Hell no. I'm thinking I'm not. You know, I don't know. I may change my mind. I don't know, but I was so I was so looking forward to this. I'm so I'm I'm hurt. It's like been a hurtful day. I mean, it's a great day. You know how when you have one of those good days, but it's still hurting. Like I'm trying to put a lot of things today that hurt me, like billions, which I'm gonna get to in a minute. But Damon Lewis is gone from billions. I don't want to shed a tear. Yes, Axelrod, the guy who plays Bobby Axelrod. Damn it, that was his last episode. I did not know that when I was watching the season finale. But when I found out today, I was like, damn, 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 you know, the Florida thing. I was I was, I was like, no, Bobby, no. We was just, him and Wendy was just getting together on billions. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's been a traumatizing day for me, okay? I'm, I'm hurt out in these streets. The Lights on Festival got canceled. Ain't that weird? It's something about me in New York and Maxwell. What the fuck? I can see Maxwell other any other place. I don't have no problem. I try to go to New York to see Maxwell's ass. It's almost like somebody cooking up, like somebody lighting a, a camera saying, you can't come to New York. <laughs> like you can't get to, you can't see Maxwell in concert in New York. <laughs> I know y'all think I'm lying because y'all know how y'all know I'm a big Maxwell fan. So y'all like you lying, Carlotta. No, I was actually excited to see Chloe, Victoria Monet was on there, Erin Lennox, what's the what's the girl? And it was a lot of people. Like I was so excited to see. Now I might go see her because she's coming here in a couple of weeks, so I may go do that for here so I can just see her. You know what I'm saying? But I was ready for this show. I was. But you got her outfits. But you know, I can always, you know, I like clothes and shit. I can, I can always do. Something. <laughs> I'm always shopping. But, but, damn, I'm, I'm hurt here. I'm, I, I'm traumatized. New York. I cannot. I don't know if I can come to another show. So I have a surety that it's going to come off. It's going to pop off. I don't know if. Well, I can come to another show in New York. I just don't know if I can come one, come to one with Maxwell in it. I feel like Maxwell is two two omens, Maxwell and concerts. <laughs> like Max, no, it's two omens: New York City, Maxwell, <laughs> and concerts. Like that shit can't all go be together. Like the last time I went to New York City. Funny, because I went from, I was coming, you know, that's how big of a fan. When I like your ass, I like your ass. You know what I'm saying? I come to see you anywhere. I do the same thing to Janet, shit. I, you know, when I really like a artist, I'll travel, I'll go see. But let me tell you something. When I went to see last time, you know, I got my girlfriends together, but this time I was going by myself. You know what I'm saying? So I was excited about that and just go, you know, hang out with some friends while I was there. But, you know. I had some girl, a couple girlfriends come with me last time. And, you know, he was looking forward to the show and everything, but it got canceled like a couple of weeks before we were supposed to come. And we was like, well, shit, we going on to New York anyway because, you know, we got a good time in New York. Let me tell you, we still had a good damn time. Shout out to my girl, Marie. Let me tell, let me see, let me tell you good things that happened 
from uh, from that, from this whole thing. Shout out to Marie. See, that's my girl, okay? Marie is one of my friends in New York, and she's just like, she's so dope. She's really, she's like, she came on here. Remember the artist who came on here? Here's the weird thing about Marie. I met Marie through Maxwell's, like, on, I used to, you know, post on, I used to just be, in, you know, just fuck with people on <laughs> <laughs> but they have political things they would say on oh, Maxwell's thing, and I thought it was kind of dumb. I have Maxwell post something that's kind of dumb. You know, I'd just be trying to be, you know, I, you know, yeah, I'm a shit starter, right, when it's political stuff. And so I was saying something on there, and she answered me back and everything, and I answered her back and everything. And so she wrote me. She sent me, I think she sent me, a, 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 a like, a Instagram post or something, and she, we talked. And we found out we had a line come. We like we we was like, damn, she's cool, she's cool. Like we start, you know, we start talking. I met a, I met a couple of good friends through the Maxwell thing. Oh shit! And then she, but she's not really a she likes Maxwell, but she's not really a Maxwell fan. She's more like a Jason Derulo. But because she came on, she came on here. Remember about her artwork and everything. But I really like her. She's so cool. She's so cool, right? And so when I was in New York last time, she took she hung out with us, took us around the places we didn't know. You know, we we had a great time. Me and her friend, and it was partly because of Marie. Marie is so great. I was planning on trying to get hang out with Marie again when I went to New York, but it, if I still go, you know, I'm still trying to decide that. But you know, here's the thing. I mean, it started raining the last time. It was like it, it was. <laughs> It was like it was like it was like it was storming. <laughs> like it was one day it just rained like fuck, <laughs> but we still went out and had a great time, right? You know, but it was just funny. We was out. I remember my friends were saying, "This is some bullshit," <laughs> right? But we still had a great time, and because partly because of Marie, but it was so funny. There were good things from the Maxwell thing because I I met Marie that way or whatever. So, but it it was that was good, but. Here, here's the interesting uh, thing. I, I, you know, it just doesn't mix. <laughs> my favorite arts, like I've, I've seen Maxwell in my hometown, Kansas City. I've seen him in Atlanta. I've seen him in Vegas. It worked perfectly. I fucking try to go to New York. It's like the, the. You know what they say? You know they say principalities. Principalities are over certain cities. It's like the demons of New York come out and say, "Hell no." You're not going to a concert here, and you ain't seeing Maxwell here. <laughs> twice. Twice has happened. Twice in a fucking row. <laughs> so uh, what I'm doing is I'm going to put my own, uh, put a stop to my own. You know, I know her saying they're going to redo this in 2022. Eh, I don't know if I'll be that interested, but, it, you know, I don't know if I will do this again. Will I plan to go see it? If Maxwell's on the show, I'd probably not. I'd probably be like, oh, shit, is it going to pop off? Because <laughs> it's something about me, Maxwell, in New York. It's just don't, I don't know what they have. Twice. It's twice. Yeah, like Carlotta. It's only twice. No, no. I feel like it's an omen over that. <laughs> Damn it. This was a kind of, I was so excited about this. And I was telling, you know, I hadn't told any of my friends, because I don't want my, you know, I didn't tell any of them, but, like, my family, but I told some friends, and they were like, oh, shit, that's a good show. Like, and I was like, nah, because, you know, I didn't even want to convince them to try to go, right? I didn't even want to convince them. I just decided I was going to go. And they was like, why you didn't tell us she was cool? I'm like, hell 
no, because I don't want to be convincing nobody. You know how you be trying to convince your friends to go and shit? You ain't got time. People be at the last minute. I ain't, I don't know. Uh, you got to be vaccinated. You got this and that. What you got to do? You got to do this. I was like, hell no. I'm just going my damn self, okay? We'll see what happens. <laughs> a hot mess on these things. So, you guys will not get a review unfortunately, of the Lights On Festival. Not my fault. It was canceled. It was postponed, okay? Um, maybe some other show will happen here. Maybe I will. This is what I will do. I'm going to try to go see her because I've been looking at, because Kevin, you know, all the concerts is popping off here in Texas. I don't know what the fuck's going on in New York, but they popping off here in Texas. So I may try to go see her. Is coming, I think, the 15th or the 16th year. I forget. She, I'm going to try to go see her one night. My friend has a birthday party on the night, but I'm gonna try to go see before, and then maybe I'll do a review for that if I can, if I go to see her. And then Kevin Ross, I think you know who I love, Kevin Ross. I went to see Kevin Ross like a couple of years ago in Kansas City. He was so awesome, right? So I uh, I will probably try to go see those two and do those do the review for those to make up for y'all a review, okay? I, but you know, and I know it ain't as good as Erin Lennox and her, but her we still get her, right? We just don't get, you know, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. We don't get that other, all the other people that was on. And there was so many good people on that show. Like so many good people that I really want to see. So many new up-and-coming artists. I am sad about that. I really am. And there was a lot of people that looked like they were sad on the, um, on the, um, on the website. I was like, damn it. I just, when I woke up and I was scrolling this morning through my, before Instagram got so rudely uh, cut off today, <laughs> I, I was like looking at it and I was going, no, that's just a bull. That's exactly, you know, ugh, just crazy. But anyway. So, on to my other trauma. And that's the fact that Damien is leaving billions. Y'all know how I love billions? And this season was epic. Epic. And I was so proud when I see, you know, I'm never, I'm cheering for Bobby when he escapes to Switzerland. But little did I know, that was going to be the last episode with Bobby Axelrod. Because Diamond Lewis is deciding that you know he's he's wants to he's been coming back and forth from London, and I think he lost his wife last year. You know, sorry about the loss, and for, to cancer and stuff. And, he, and they said he wants to spend more time with his family, but the character will show up every now and then in billions. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Y'all can't expect Mike Prince to take the fuck over for Bobby Axelrod. No. But then I had a pop-up. something. Y'all know how I be coming up with good shit, right? Like the shot. I came up with good shit. What did I tell y'all about the shot? Who was the one I wanted in the shot? The guy. The guy. The guy from Michael Jackson. I forget his name. He been in so many movies. I'm blank right now. I can't remember his name. But he ended up in the shot, but in the wrong role and at the wrong time. You know, I don't know if you can save the shot anymore. But, because Lena Waits, I don't know what she's doing right now. But anyway. Jason something. I forget that man's name. I totally went right. I remember in, maybe in a minute. But I, you know how I came up with that? I'm good at, you know, I can cast some people, right? But I just thought about it. I said, oh, you know who billions should get to be the next, like, 
Bobby Axelrod figure, and it would make the show so damn interesting because there is a number of fucking ways you could go with this. All I saw was Samuel Jackson. Can you imagine? I was like, y'all need to call Samuel Jackson. Can you imagine having, yes, I know it's unrealistic, it's not a lot of uh, billionaire, stock-broking black males, but this is, we can, we can write that shit, manifest it, okay? Samuel Jackson would be a great fit. Can you imagine Samuel Jackson walking onto the set of Billions, the dynamics we would go, the dynamics around that being a black male who is up in that atmosphere, with Samuel Jackson's bravado and all the different elements that you could bring into Billions. Billions producers, listen to me. Come close because I know people listen. Please, here we go. Can you please call Samuel? Yes, you'll have to pay him a lot of money, but he's worth it. It will shoot your rates through the roof. You need to call Samuel Jackson. Mike Prince isn't going to do it, but Samuel fucking Jackson, that would be that would be the shit. Samuel Jackson coming in has the new, like, replacement for, Bob, not he's not Bobby Axelrod, but the new replacement, the new character like Bobby Axelrod. <gasps> Fire. Oh, my God. I knew, I, I could actually see how I would write this character. Like, you know how Samuel Jackson got that bravado, and because I keep him hood, keep him, get, but he's moving in this, this world, this white man's world, and he's running, like, business, like a billion, a billion-dollar firm, and I have him, like a, like, a wife that's a little younger than him, you know, but fancy. Oh, God. I would, y'all could do a lot of shit with, with Samuel Jackson. Oh, my God. God, please say it. Somebody from Billions, get it. If you want to save the damn show, you got to go get Samuel Jackson. All right, my case. Ooh, and bring in some other characters, like some other different characters. Like, you know, you know, some characters I would like to see again who people who kind of kind of shaded people on TV, shaded guys like him on TV. He's from Kansas City, too. I'd like to see Columbus Short or something like, you know, on, on Billions coming in with Samuel you know, as a character, uh, you know, some some people that we don't often see. Oh man, like a like a what's the dude? Uh, the Tyler Perry. I forgot his name. I like to see Lance Force, like some different characters, right? You know, it would be interesting in Billions. That would be an interesting dynamic. Samuel Jackson. I said what I said. It's a good idea. Damn it. Very good. So I'm sad about Bobby. And Mike Prince, no, Mike Prince is an interesting character, but not that interesting where we can take over Bobby Axelrod. Like, no, we love Axe. True Billion fans love Axe, and we've been cheering for him to rob us all and be super rich ever since. <laughs> He's the robber baron we love. <laughs> Story, a true family out of Detroit. Very interesting story. 
how do I feel about B and F? Power's just too damn strong. I mean, you should have had, listen, listen, I don't know who the writers is on BMF, but y'all need to Courtney Kent's ass for, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know if it's enough room for two gangster stories, okay? Power is such the gangster of all gangster stories, even though it was started by the root of dumb gangster story. <laughs> but the everything that has sprung out of power so far, from Canaan to uh, 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 Power to uh, 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 Ghost, I mean, everything that is sprung out of the three series, oh, it makes it hard for BMF. It makes it so hard for BMF, even though BMF has a really great cast, but it makes it hard as fuck for them. And the writing is like, meh. You know, it's hard. It's hard even though it's based on the true family. It's just hard. I mean, because we got Monet, Mary J, and then we got the other lady. What's the lady on Power? Kanan's mama, who's gangster as hell. I mean, I don't know what y'all can do. I mean, then you got Tasha and Little Little Ghost, Tyreek. Oh, there's no room for BMF. It's hard. It's lovely. And I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to like it. And I feel like it's going to get better. But I'm like, eh, eh. The first two episodes have been, you know what? Here's the thing. Power Three Canaan has such a fabulous cast, and it's and it's it's so the way Courtney Kemp and her crew writes that story, and the way the casting directors and the directors and whoever puts that whole story together come together. I, when I watched Power 3 Canaan, I felt like I was in the 1980s. It felt authentic. It, it felt like New York grit. It, it felt, uh, I, BMF, I keep thinking I'm in the 80s, but like I'm a low-budget set or something. It's something going on with BMF that I'm not getting what I need to get. And it's not the actors because the actors are all great. It's the script. It's the cinematography. It's a lot of shit. And I don't know, I'm not ready to give up on it yet because it really is about a true family out of Detroit. So, you know, I don't know if they can ask Courtney and her crew to come over and help. You know, I don't know. But I wish them luck. And I'm not going to give up on it yet. I'm going to watch, like, one more episode. To see, hopefully, you know, see if it if it catches me again, you know. <sighs> the scariest show I watched this week. I mean, people were talking about it. It was number one on Netflix, and I was like, okay, you know, I've I've gotten some really good shows, you know, being some rumors that it was, you know, where Netflix shows have been really good, and people say, hey, this is good, watch this, watch this, watch this. But this one was, like, fabulous. But it also scared the shit out of me, and it made me want to go offline, like, for, like, months and become a hermit, like Will Smith has saved the enemy, like, you know, 
just go off the grid. You know, we're going to be talking about Will a little later on, too. Sidebar. You know, Will admitted this week, you know, that we all knew <laughs> about him and Jada. But we'll talk about that later. Anyway. So, I'm like, let me watch clickbait. It was so good. That shit was good. I binge watched that shit. I was like, this shit is good. It was so many twists and turns. And here's the interesting thing about clickbait. It was like, you remember, you know, have you ever seen the show Don't Fuck With Cats? Like, it was a real, like, this internet mystery that that people on the internet solved. It was a true story. Well, clickbait is like a fictional kind of, it reminded me of that kind of, like a fictional thing. But this time it was about this man who gets kidnapped and it was a big misunderstanding. And I don't want to tell you all a story. But all I got to say is this was some good shit. And in this day and time, it could be some real shit. It scared the shit out of me. But it was really, actually, it was really good. But it shows how social media, like, they could track our every move. But it's about this guy who gets kidnapped. Let me tell you all the, the, the basics of it. He gets kidnapped, and his kidnappers are saying once he gets to 5 million views, they're going to kill him. But it shows you, meanwhile, while they're telling this story, you're seeing how social media kind of acts in the background as a sinister, you know what I'm saying, thing. Which we're going to be talking about Facebook shit later on today, later on in a minute, in a minute here. But it was good. So y'all, if y'all have not seen Clickbait, watch Clickbait. Oh, my God, it'll scare the hell out of you. But it was really, really good. I mean, so many twists and turns. I don't know who wrote it. But bravo, bravo. Oh. You did a hell of a job. Jeez. Good. Really good. Are you saying all I have to talk about? Did we talk about the power season finale of Power 3, Kanan? Rock has lost her damn mind up in this piece. But you know what? For those of you who watch Kanan Power 3, Rock is the gangster that I would be. Serious shit, serious as shit. You know, I'm I, 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 I'm not a gangster, but if I was a gangster, it would be all or nothing. I understand rock. I understand. I was thinking to myself when I was seeing, I said, rock must be a scar. Yeah. You know, because if you're going to gangster, you're going to have to gangster. And, you know, I often thought in my life, you know, if I would have went that route, I mean, you know, shit, I would have been great at it. <laughs> I am a Scorpio. We are lords of the underworld. But however, you know, I see, you know, I like the phoenix. I don't like to stay in the scorpion dust. All right. You know what I'm saying? I often think Ghost was a, a Scorpio too on 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 power, right? The way he behaved and everything. But yeah. But Rock, I understand the nature of Rock and why she went all like full crazy. Like she went full crazy. The only thing about Rock is she didn't come well, Rock got plans. That's she, I feel like she set every she set everybody up, including her own fucking son. But you gotta be gangster. You can't have no friends in being a gangster. She tried to tell her son to stay out the business, but his little hard headed ass wants to be in what he knows. 
And you know what? I think Rock knows that. You know, she's been nothing but had that character has had nothing but him around gangster shit all his life. So what else is he going to turn to, right? Is he going to just suddenly fucking grow up and want to go to school? No, he's going to want to be what he probably sees around him, okay? And so, you know, I find this story very intriguing. People are saying, people are all talking about Rock is losing and everything. But I, you know, I understand the Scorpio. I understand the nature of Rock. If I was a gangster, I would be a gangster. There would be no love. You can't have, can you really have love as a gangster? Like, can you really have love? The moment you have love as a gangster, they just, you know, you know. People start fucking with it, and see, you have to even let the people know, you know that you love that you they can't fuck with you. Even the people you love, you, that's what I like about Rock. Rock warns the people she loves, like she loves them, but she will fuck with you. She will fuck you up. I like that. She's a true gangster. And being a woman, if you're a gangster, you gotta be harder. It's almost like women are triple gangsters. You know, when women are gangsters, you can't you can't be a soft gangster. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I'm understanding rock. I know somebody asked me this week, did I like rock or Monet better? I was like, are we serious? I mean, like, I like Monet, but I feel like I haven't seen the real harsh gangsterism of Mary J. But rock has done something like rock is for real. Rock is crazy gangster, right? You know what I'm saying? So, and, uh, yeah, I'm a rock fan. I like Monet still, but I'm a Rock fan. Rock is dope. Rock is, the character of Rock is dope. I think they write her really well, and I love the acting. The season finale was extra good. I loved it. I think I talked about it last week. Y'all said some of y'all didn't hear it, I don't think. But I did talk about it last week. I think at the beginning of the show, I'm talking about it again. It was really good, okay? And, you know, who I like better, I like Rock as a gangster, okay? Monet's good, too, right? And you know who I really like as a gangster of all gangsters? Because she doesn't, she every she seldom got her hand mess, hands messy, except for with the Keisha deal. But Tasha from Power, Tasha is an intelligent gangster. Tasha was the one who helped her husband build the business. You know, she's the, you know, but she she let Tommy and Ghost be the be the muscle, but she was really the brain. That's what I like about Tasha. So if I, you know, I like Tasha better than all of them because Tasha's maneuvered and such. The only problem with Tasha. The only problem that was with Tasha is that she really loved ghosts, you know, dumbass ghosts. And dumbass ghosts took her down a long, harsh road, you know, and she made some fatal mistakes. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> that's how we, uh, it, that's what I have to say about the TV and my week and everything like that. Uh, if you're just tuning into the show, you guys have to listen to my week and all that stuff and be talking about BMF and I'm traumatized about the uh, Lights On Festival being canceled, all that. You gotta, y'all gotta, gonna have to listen to that early, later on, or, you know, go back and rewind the show. But today we're going to get to, I do have an it's a word. Y'all like, Carlotta, you got an it's a word on a Monday night? Yes, child, I got an it's a word. Okay. Today I heard something, you know, uh, I heard a discussion, and these people were talking about just being, you know, Christianity or just your faith, or sometimes people's faith or religion stop them from being successful. I was like, ooh, that's a deep question, because they were saying, you know, because 
you know, the scripture says that the love of money is the root of all evil. I said yes, but the scripture does say the love of money. It doesn't say not to make money. The Bible also says money answers all things <laughs> in this world, right? So, um, and I was like, you know, and I and listening to this, I was having this discussion, and I said, <clears throat> one of the things you have to understand about um and I, I hope you guys take this as your it's a word for today, right? You know what I'm saying? Because it's money. Does does religion or spirituality stop you from being successful? Well, there's this what, there's this great scripture in the Bible that says, "What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul?" And so I think a lot of people see all these stories in the Bible that deal with the rich. You know, like because you know you have the story where the rich man, uh, where the rich man, he was really wealthy, and all he was concerned about was his riches. And the uh, when and they, I think it's the angel comes to him and says, "This night your soul will be required of you." You know what I'm saying? Something like that. And he finds himself in hell, and he's like, "Tell my family it rains. It don't even all matter." You know what I'm saying? That so the Bible often picks on the rich, right? You know, uh. uh Religious religion picks on the wealthy, and there's a reason for this, and I'm I'm getting to it. It's not that spirituality talks against being successful, okay? But uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Um, what else? It's another story in there that's uh, very good uh, about the uh, wealthy, uh, where. Um, Oh, God, I can't think. I'm, I'm going blank. But there's a lot of stories in the Bible surrounding the wealthy, and it makes people feel like that you can't be successful without, you know, without without being, you know, spiritual and successful. And I said something last week on the show where I said famous people, to me, should be some of the most spiritual people around because they have to deal with so much, right? Uh, and what they have to do deal with is unnatural and unreal, right? So it's sort of like in the same vein, okay? Um, there's this, also the scripture that says it's harder for a, a rich man to get into heaven than it is for a camel to go into the eye of a needle. Now, y'all know that. You can't get a camel in the eye <laughs> of the needle. And, but then people forget about the rest of the scripture. They said, but with man, this is impossible. With God, thing, with God all things are possible, right? So they're saying that with God... All things are possible. If you're a rich man and got God, all things are possible. Okay, so here is you like crowd. So it, what's the answer? You know, it's a, it's difficult. Here's my thing about um, wealth. I think the Bible spends so much time, and other religions spend so much time on talking about wealth and power, because wealth and power. I mean, have you ever had a good day? Like like when you got money in a bank. Oh, we got lots of money, or we got, you know, you feel that money can change your whole attitude, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, <clears throat> it it doesn't change your character much. It sometimes makes you more of, if you're a bad person before you have money, uh, you're a bad person with money. I mean, you just be even worse. But money can make people feel, it can answer, it can do so much, right? And sometimes having that power and wealth and everything can make people believe the more think about it the more successful you get in life and this happens with people on a regular basis even sometimes with myself i'll be like lord i ain't prayed i got stuff you know coming in good and sometimes 
something bad got to happen to get you down on your knees. And you be like, oh, Lord, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, Lord, I need you or whatever. You know, so, so, but when you're rolling in the, like when things are going good and well, sometimes you forget about that you need a God. Or you forget about the spiritual aspect. So this is why God begins to speak because some people, will, a lot of times people depend on their wealth. And we know that wealth can go in a matter like you can you can lose your wealth in a day and a day from you can go from famous to infamous you know what i'm saying it, i mean look at r kelly you know what i'm saying they said he's negative i heard he was negative like two million dollars i said how the hell you gonna be negative two million dollars <laughs> i mean all them songs he done wrote like yeah what really seriously but that's that, that, money is not dependable but when a man has it or a woman has it or humanity has it in such a way you could forget, it could cause you to be think that you're a god. There was a great scene on Billions the other night. It was a really great scene, which I really love. Axel came in. He busted in this meeting where uh, <clears throat> the, the guy who's the general attorney, I always forget his name, is talking, is trying to get one of Axel's main people to turn on Axel. And, you know, and he's, and Axe is like, you know, do you want to listen to this or you let, let me handle him? And the dude, you know, Axe comes up to the dude and he's talking about, you know, he's telling this, this which is, it's, here's the interesting thing about Axe in the story, because Axe grew up poor and he he made it wealthy. Where this this guy who's this district attorney, this attorney general who's been after him for the longest, grew up in wealth. It's a very interesting dynamic how they have these two at each other's throats. But, Access to him, he said, "You're the type of guy who does you. You've always been given everything. You've always got everything, and blah 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 blah. You know, he said, you just don't know that you can make your own destiny. You can make your own. You can make this, and you just and everything is up to you. And it's nothing, you know, and it's nothing you can't do. You're your own guy. You're kind of like you're your own guy. It's a. <clears throat> it was an interesting." dynamic and this guy said oh I, you know he the guy was saying to him i really want to put you under now because you think of yourself as your own little demigod but access has billions access to billions of billions of dollars and so he's acting he's, he's saying he came to the conclusion that he was his god it's deep because money is making him think this this is what he's saying to this district attorney so the district attorney's like whatever you know i'm still gonna get you okay so the next they show 17 hours later in the story, and it's interesting because Axe is, is coming to the conclusion that he is getting ready to be arrested. His billions of dollars are about to be frozen, and he is about to go to jail. So he comes at there's another billionaire there, and he's like offering him money, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you two billion dollars, you know, to so you can get out of you can run. Get out of here and whatever else, because your billions are no good to you. They're getting ready to freeze them in thir- you know, in a few hours. All this money you've accumulated, accumulated all this wealth, it's nothing to you. It's no good to you. It's going to be frozen. And you see a very different ex, a very confident one, but you see a different, very different one from the guy who was just saying, I make my own destiny, I am my own God, and all this stuff. And he's looking, he's like, I haven't been on this side of the table in a long time. I haven't been I haven't been on the side of losing. And it's the interesting dynamic because just a few hours in the story, well, in the story, like 
two hours before, he was bragging about how he was his own God and his money, you know, he made his way and everything. But now he will suddenly come to the fact that his billions were no good to him. And you about to go to jail, homie, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And lose everything. The reason why I tell this story is because wealth often sometimes makes you think, and not just scenarios of wealth, all kinds of things, you know what I'm saying? But wealth in particular can make you think that you don't need a God, that you don't need spirituality, that you don't need anything, you know what I'm saying? You feel on top of the world because everybody's coming at you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? What's up? Everybody want to hang with you. Everybody, And if you, you know, if you a man, a lot of women want to be with you. You know, if you're a woman, some men want to, a lot of men want to be with you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Wealth can make you feel like you're your own God. And so that is why religion <clears throat> and specifically the Bible and things, spends a lot of time talking to the wealthy about your wealth means nothing in the kingdom of God, right, in the kingdom of God or in spirituality, okay, whatever your spirituality is. Okay, so here's my thing, this, and this is my it's a word for today. The it's a word is is that the reason why it seems, it, 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 it seems that religion kind of seems, because this, the discussion was, that I was having with somebody is that religion, does religion stop you from being wealthy? No, religion asks you to be wealthy, asks you that if you're going to be wealthy, that you have character with it and values. And that's hard. <laughs> that's hard when you got a lot of money and you think you're your own God, right? So you know what I'm saying? So that is why, okay? But always remember that your money can leave you in a day, in a day, in a day. The stock market can crash tonight. <laughs> and, you know, remember in the 1920s where people were dropping, jump, when the, the Great Depression happened, people were jumping out of windows because they had lost all their wealth. We haven't seen a time like this, you know what I'm saying, like this in the in the United States. But can you imagine if billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg and, 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 and Amazon went to zero overnight and other billions? You probably see here of all kind of students because people couldn't take people be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I've lost everything. Because people put that much um, dependency on money. And money really is huge. And it's hard. It's even hard for me. I, sometimes I have a hard time grasping it too. But money really is—it's um, <clears throat> a force. It's invisible, really. It's an exchange. I mean, because a lot of things can become money in a lot of situations. You know what I'm saying? Wealth can become—you you, you can barter for a number of things. Tonight, if the dollar's no good, you'll end up bartering with other things, right? You know, so it it all depends on what determines that money in that state in that time. Okay, so that is what my it's a word is today. That that is that spirituality is not always uh, uh, spirituality has nothing to do with uh, success. I mean, you know, success is. I mean, spiritual. How can I say this? Not that it has nothing to do with success. But spirituality has nothing to do with material success 
can be a part of spirituality and God can be a part of material success. But the reason the Bible spends so much time and other religions spend so much time on material wealth and material gain because they understand what material wealth and material gain can do to a person, can do to us, period, as humans. It can make you think you're not, uh, it can make you think you're, uh, not got, uh, not got. You're, you, it can make you think a lot of things. It can make you think that you are, you are a demigod. So be. That's why I will say for you that that's the answer to that, and my answer, my personal answer to that. I hope that's a good. It's a word. <laughs> but I was having that discussion. I thought. I could answer that for somebody who may be wondering or struggling with that same thought. So the thing is, is that if you feel, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful. It doesn't mean that if you're a spiritual person, it doesn't mean that you can't, you you know, success has to be elusive for you. God wants you to be successful in whatever way you're supposed to be successful. But you, you, you want to partner it with him in spirituality. And that will be tough. It's also tough being poor. <laughs> Power has a lot of temptations too, right? <laughs> it does. Shit, you know, everybody knows you ain't got no money. It's a lot of temptations, but I have no money. Okay, you know how many times I, y'all have seen OnlyFans? I have these girls making all these money on OnlyFans, and I'm like, shit, should I get on OnlyFans? <laughs> shit, should I be a Kardashian down these streets? <laughs> Damn it, I didn't get the Joey Travis memo when I was 21. <laughs> Okay, I'm not saying the jokes, not dogging Joey, but you know, you know what I'm saying. All right, so that's my it's a word for today. Okay, so when we get when I come back, we gonna get into the news and hot topics in these streets. Okay, Trump is talking about his 2024 bid. They asked him not to announce it or something. I've heard Trump. I have the bat light out. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'd rather have you than Joe Biden. I take Donald Trump any day. I wish he could come back before 2024, because I don't know if he's gonna be as good in 2024 as he was before. You know what I'm saying? Because we need him right now. Joe is, Joe is, Joe is fucking up. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all Democrats don't want to admit it. Some of them, I've been seeing some Democrats coming. To, they come into online. I've been seeing some people saying, "Yeah, oh no, nah, he's jacking up." I've been seeing some people get to put the bat light on as Democrats. <laughs> And independence. I, I'm an independent. I got my bad light on with Donald Trump. Please, Donald, we about to go under. <laughs> Joe Biden is losing his mind. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, um, Pandora Papers that, you know, details the offshore banking network used by the ultra-wealthy. You know why they're just bringing up these, this, these offshore things? Because the ultra-wealthy... Only new money, probably, and uh, uh, middle class uh, uh, probably are trying to do this. Too many of them are trying to do offshore banking and all that stuff. So now, you know, they uh, – so now it's getting up in these streets, so they don't want y'all to do that no more. So now they're they exposing a few so they can get rid of that. They probably got new tax shelters, okay, out in these streets. That you know they be ahead of the game, the real rich, rich, rich. But we gonna talk about that, and we are gonna talk about Fachi's ass. Fachi is so funny. Oh, dude, does anybody still listen? I listen to Fachi for comedy purposes, 
But for those of you who still listen to Fachi out in these streets, <laughs> this week Fachi is said, Fachi is talking about Dr. Fachi. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about, Dr. Crazy Ass Fachi. Okay. Dr. Fachi said that, you know, oh, well, you might not, let's not, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We not be, may not, you may not be able to spend the holidays with your family. <laughs> well, just this week he flipped it again saying, well, I didn't say that. I mean, I'm going to spend Christmas with my family. Y'all better quit listening to this crazy ass. They need a new spokesperson out here. Damn it, Dr. Fauci's a nut. <laughs> Damn it, Dr. Fauci. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about uh, Kelly, Kelly Price's ass. Remember when we took him to Kelly Price last week? They said Kelly Price's ass was at, I don't know, in the Caribbean somewhere. Chill. I didn't say it. <laughs> I mean, it's rumors out in these streets. Everybody looking for Kelly's ass. Kelly's ass, they said, was over COVID a long time ago. Her ass was out in these Caribbean streets. Of course, I ain't going to. If this is true, I don't know. But I'm just going to talk. We're going to talk about that when we get back. And we're going to talk about Will Smith telling us what we all know. Well, we know. We already know that you and Jada had an open relationship. I don't know how many times you got to say we know y'all fucking around on each other. It's okay. <laughs> okay, this is what we're going to talk about. This and a whole lot more when we get back. But meanwhile, let's start off with uh, D-Nice. And what is it? Who's all on this song? Shit, who's all on the D-Nice song? I don't know. I should have went to see D-Nice's ass. That's what I should have did. I should have went to see D-Nice. When he when when he I held off on it when he was in New York at the Broadway Center, but instead I chose to see her and Maxwell's ass. And what I get? What I get? I told you, Maxwell, me, New York cancellation. <laughs> Don't work. Right, here is D Nice. No plans for love. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta, and I'll be back in a second, y'all. Okay. Yeah. 
show, and I am back in these streets. I'm going to be smacking in y'all ear because I know I'll be eating. It's, it's dinner time. Shit. What am I supposed to be doing? This is a messy show. I'm eating and drinking. Y'all know how it goes. Y'all know how I feel. I'm going to be smacking in y'all ear anyway. Y'all miss Donald. I know some of y'all going to lie and say no. That's okay. I do. I miss you. I miss Donald Trump. I say it. I, I, ain't, I ain't, ain't no shame in my game. Shit. The borders is messed up. The economy's is about to fuck up. It's inflation's high. The only good news is that COVID is going down, and we might not have to see Anthony for a little bit out in these streets <laughs> on these shows. So that's good news. COVID going away, going down. But I miss Donald. I do. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care if y'all don't like me because I don't say it. I know some of y'all be getting mad about this. Well, Trump talked out of announcing a 2024 bid. Damn it. I can't wait that long, Donald. I mean, I think I think, I think, think the House thing was they were thinking about him running for, like, some senator or something. I forget what it was. And then he tried to take over the House or something like that. It was something good. They had a good idea. I forget that idea. I was like, hey, I... <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish Donald could come in. I think we should do now. I'm thinking president should be only in office for two years. Shit, I can't take it. Joe Biden done mess me up that much in these streets. Uh-uh-uh. A hot mess. Trump talked out of announcing a 2024 bid for now. Settles on a wink and a nod and a, a nod unofficial candidacy, Okay. You know, I actually think Donald Trump is such a radical. Not that Donald Trump is that great, he's, he's, but he's better than Biden, much better. And he is such a radical as far as he's, you know, he's a he's a nationalism. He does believe citizenship means something. And I think that you know he's such a off the off the kilter, such a change. They'll try to hurt him if he try to come back. I really do believe that. Seriously, Donald Trump would be in trouble, try to be, I mean, they would try to hurt him, because they know he would win. I mean, this is how bad Joe Biden is, that Donald would win by probably a landslide. I actually believe Donald won the last election. I think it was shenanigans going on. I said what I said. Get mad if y'all want to. I believe it was shenanigans, okay? Um, But it says, um, and this is from MSN News, it says, has turmoil in Afghanistan reached a crescendo? In August, Donald Trump began talking again with advisors about whether he should announce his 2024 campaign for president right away. I think he should get hype, get the hype going. You know, Donald Trump is funny anyway, okay? Make it messy for Biden out in these streets. Start helping Republicans get reelected. You know, some of the Republicans in the, I mean, if I was to put his political strategies, not that I like Republicans, because I, I like, I am conservative about some things, but I'm not on for all, all social issues. You know what I'm saying? So there's some things I like about Republicans, like protecting the borders and balancing the budget and shit like that. Some things I don't like about Republicans, right? And sometimes, you know, I don't like the, I, you know, every all of them is racist, including Democrats. But, you know, at least, you know, the Republicans are straight up about it. Uh, but it says they responded by urging patience, according to three people familiar with discussions who, like, who like others, spoke on the condition of an anonymity. 
because they were not uh, authorized to speak publicly. An announcement would force a reshuffling of his newly formed fundraising apparatus. Advisors argued it could complicate his ability to appear on broadcast television without triggering equal time rules. Hmm, well, that is interesting, okay? Uh, some of his advisors were concerned that Democrats might use his announcement in their effort to frame the midterm elections around his candidacy, okay? Uh, potentially boosting their own turnout and hampering his plans. And for, nobody is buying that shit, though, no more with Democrats, okay? Democrats can't blame Donald Trump for shit no more. I, if they get out here and blame Donald Trump and say, oh, Donald Trump's running for president, we need y'all to come out here and vote for us, nobody's going to do that shit no more because people see how bad Joe Biden is and Kamala right along with him. People ain't buying that shit no more. Mm-hmm. But um, I just have this here. If Republicans fall short next year, advisors also argue that he could be more effective electing like-minded Republicans next year if he was not an official candidate himself. The biggest point we drove home is that he doesn't want to own the midterm if we don't win back the House or the Senate, said one person familiar with the conversation. Now, that is a good idea. Now, what I would do is put Donald Trump out here on this road and start talking ish about Joe Biden and how bad he is everywhere. Um. Joe is Joe is ruining it himself. His own party ruining it for him too. I mean, they can't even get along, and thank God they can't, because they be uh, passing bills that is going to really jack the economy up. I mean, three point five trillion dollar bill. That's a lot when you know we looking at inflation and all kind of shit going on right now. Okay. Um, I think Donald Trump can't get out there soon enough. But now reading some of this, I do understand why they don't want him to earn the midterm in case the Democrats cheat. Because we do know they like to cheat. And you know they're going to try to cheat. Oh, they're going to try to cheat. You can best believe they're going to try to cheat for 2022. I mean, I believe all politicians cheated. Shit, Trump might have gotten there on the cheat. But what I'm saying is they're really going to try. See, that's where all these immigrants and some migrants and stuff was coming from. That's why all of them coming to the border right now. Joe trying to get new voters. Because he can't depend on the black vote no more. Black Americans are fed up with the Democrats almost. They're just tired. Just tired. The other day, Donald Trump was at some political rally in Georgia, and it was more black people than I've ever seen in my life behind him. I'm serious. Holding up black for Trump, son. Not that I'm saying Donald Trump is that great, but I'm saying he's way better than uh, Joe Biden. And I take him any day. I feel what I'm saying. And the reason why I take Donald Trump, too, because I think Donald Trump plays better for reparations. If we're heading towards a globalist, non-border type of United States, we can, black American FBA can might as well kiss goodbye reparations we have to keep the fight within here and we have to and sometimes our enemies work for our good (laughs) so we got to learn how to play what is it chess not checkers i heard my personal opinion okay it don't matter if you like them it don't matter well he's president so is joe biden i mean i mean it doesn't matter the thing is who has the best policy towards what we trying to do out in these streets? And I like Donald, some of Donald Trump's policies better. 
in in the in long looking in the long run. Okay, the long run, the long game. Now, if we can come up with somebody better, then possibly. You know what I'm saying? There's other people in different parties. Okay. Um, but so far, nobody's presented anything better. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so Donald Trump might be running out of these streets. Carla, are you saying you vote for Donald Trump? No, I'm not saying what I would do. I'm not really quite sure. You know, I go in there and vote for Snoopy. But here's the thing. I'd rather Donald Trump be in office because I know that gives us a greater chance at reparations, a greater chance at our citizen, and arguing our citizenship and not having everybody crossing over the borders. Black people don't have to compete against um people from other countries for jobs and better pay and stuff like that, people who are not citizens, okay? And that's who black people in America would be competing with, okay? So, I mean, we have to look out for our own self and, uh, you know, no, I'm just not for that, okay? Um, Facebook, oh, my God, Facebook is bad. I mean, it's starting out bad for Mark this week. Mark is starting out bad, Who's the fake, who's the who's the whistleblower? I call it a fake ass whistleblower. Who 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 is she? Um, let's see. Who is she? Is she the? Let me look up here. What's her name? The one that was on sixty minutes. And the reason I call her a fake ass whistleblower because she's immediately coming out talking about more restrictions for Facebook, more restriction of free speech, more restriction of grown folks having discussions on Facebook. I can't deal with it. She's not a Snowden. Not at all. I'd actually probably think she's some sort of spy. So I, you know, here it is. It says, whistleblower ex-manager at Facebook alleges company chose profit over public safety. This is according to San Francisco Gate. It says a data scientist who was revealed Sunday has a Facebook whistleblower says that whenever there was a conflict between the public good and what benefited the company, the social media giant would choose its own interests. Frances Hagen was identified in a 60 Minutes interview Sunday as a woman who anonymously filed complaints with the federal law enforcement uh, that the company research shows it, how, how it magnifies hate and misinformation. Okay, who's to judge what hate and misinformation is? Okay. See, Facebook recognized early on that they couldn't keep playing them games. They was they was they was blocking out people. They was doing this and that. You can't allow. You may they maybe they put a disclaimer on it, but people grown folks is alone allowed to have grown ass conversations. People are allowed to put uh, see because what they start doing is controlling free speech. I mean you know and these platforms are so big now that I really believe the government needs to get involved to make sure they maintain a sense of free free speech because now they've become like the public square and like you know where you talk and stuff like that and so these they these platforms need to be made to recognize free speech even though they're private entities okay but it says um Hagen who worked for Google, at Google and Pinterest before joining Facebook in 2009 said she had she was asked to work in in the area of the company that fights misinformation since she lost a friend to online conspiracy theories, okay? Now, who's to say what conspiracy theories is? You can't even discuss conspiracy theories. See, this is what I'm just, this is what I'm saying. This is, this is her, she, her, her whole approach seems ominous. 
this seems more it seems like more restriction of talk, free speech, of sharing of ideas and things like that because you want to get rid of somebody's one person's misinformation or one person's this and that. It just gets messy, okay? But uh, she said Facebook over and over again has shown they chose to profit over safety. Uh, she said uh, Hagen, who will testify before Congress this week, said she hopes that the coming coming forward the government will put regulations in place to govern the company's activities. She said Facebook prematurely turned off safeguards designed to thwart misinformation and rivalizing after Joe Biden defeated Donald Trump last year, alleging that contributed to the deadly January 6th invasion of the U.S. Capitol. Post-election, the company dissolved a unit on civic integrity where she had been working, which Hagen said the moment she realized, I don't trust that they're uh, she realized, I don't trust they're willing to actually invest in what needs to be invested to keep Facebook from being dangerous. Okay, see, you see how she's talking? She's To me, she's a fake whistleblower. Mark Zuckerberg must not be uh, behaving. Mark, you're not behaving. Mark, you don't want to restrict free speech. Mark, you realize that most people don't like to engage in Facebook and everything. Because, see, what will start happening is, you can post an article that questions something or something. Oh, misinformation. Oh, this and that, because you're trying to control the idiots. But then you'll start controlling people talking about, uh, you know, you'll start seeing a capital riots, talking about the capital riots when people are trying to have protests. And you'll say, well, is that a form of free speech, people getting together? For, I mean, a form of uh, like, like the capital riots? Is that going to be another riot, people uh, staying there marching together? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to get ridiculous, okay? And this lady is here to make sure the ridiculous happens. This is like a Fahrenheit. What's that Fahrenheit movie with the, with the, with the what's his name, Michael, with Michael, what's, his, what's the dude's name? Michael B. Jordan in it, that movie Fahrenheit where the books was all banned. You know, people are out, uh, 1984, George Orwell, George Orwell has already warned us about this shit. And we're still doing it. You cannot make a society perfect. You will end up making a totalitarianism. Total, total, I can't even talk that. You know what I'm saying? Authority, authoritative society. You will end up making. You will start banning everything, anything that's offensive. I mean, shit. You can offend people all day. Humans are offended shit by waking up in the morning. I mean, we can't do this. We can't go on with this shit. She's a fake ass whistleblower, I think. And I think she was sent in there because uh, you know to bring uh, Facebook to its noon. Um, start this restriction around speech, okay? And the major news networks, they're mad because nobody listens to their ass anymore. So they they like, no, fake news, they call it. And they got they don't, they really the fake news out here in these streets. But they, they mad because they got competition online. They can't stand it. So everything's misinformation when they the ones owned by companies and stuff, but I'm a digress and got pharmaceutical people sitting up on their boards and shit like that. But I, you know, they ain't in my business. Okay. It's really them. They should be ashamed. They said they the ones who's causing all the rigmarole and racket trying to call somebody else fake news. So you is fake news. CBS, ABC. Well, Fox is being a little too truthful. It's scary when you have to turn to Fox for some real news. Fox is about the only one. It's that. Fox is the only one that kind of really talk about stuff. You 
know, we they did. You know, I love when they had Al Jazeera TV. And then I go to a few foreign papers and read some foreign papers because foreign papers I always give you the, some of the real sometimes. But Al Jazeera was too real. That's why I didn't. It, it didn't do well. It was too real. It was too good. It was, it was, they were doing too good. You can't be real today no more. United States, we supposed to be a democracy, but boy, 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 we getting, we acting less and less like one. Less and less. We being more and more controlled. More and more. Every day. What's next? Why are we supposed to be talking about that? I'm smacking all in y'all ears. This food is good, okay? Okay. What's next? What was I supposed to talk about? Facebook? The phone, I talked about the whistleblower. What was going on today when they, about what happened with Facebook, why they went out, the lights went out? What the, the, the Facebook and Instagram went offline? Everybody was all over on Twitter. What was going on? You know, I think, did they go off online on first? I, if I was Mark Zuckerberg, see, see, I couldn't be on the Facebook and Instagram because if I was Mark Zuckerberg, I'd be like, to hell with y'all. Y'all want to see life without Facebook and Instagram? Okay, I'm about to give this to y'all. <laughs> and I just want to black out for uh, blanked out for uh, about three days. Let's <laughs> see y'all talk that talk about whistleblowers again. I, I'm not. I don't have time for this. But see, you know, that's why he he's not me. Cause I be I be I be like, we're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do this kind of drama. Okay, but let's talk about what's going on, uh, what happened uh, today. Okay, I did have it. Mm, where was their article? Okay, I'm looking it up. I had an article, but I think I did. You all know how this stuff. Okay, here it is. Let's see what happens. Let's be nosy. Okay, why Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all went down today, okay? The problem relates to something called BGP routing, and it took down every part of Facebook's business. And this is according to the Wired.com. Uh, it's saying um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Oculus outage knocked every corner of Mark Zuckerberg's empire offline on Monday. Mm-hmm. You think that was a coincidence that he happened to have the whistleblower come out this morning his whole, all his shit went out. Mark, are they sending your ass warnings? Blink if you need help. Shit. Is Illuminati after you? They have sent Jay-Z and Beyonce's or to you or something. <laughs> um, Facebook itself has not confirmed the recalls of its woes, but clues are bound on the internet. The company family of apps effectively fell off the face of the uh, internet at 11.40 a.m., it's back up now, according to when it uh, when its domain name system records became unreachable. DNS is often referred to as the Internet's phone book. Mm-hmm. This is what translates the host name you type into your URL tab, like Facebook.com into IP addresses, which is where those sites live. DNS mishaps are common enough, and when in doubt, they're the reason why a given site has gone down. They can happen to all... Um, for all kinds of wonky technical reasons, often related to configuration issues, and can be regular, uh, relatively straightforward to resolve. In this case, though, something more serious appears to be afoot. 
Facebook's outages appears to be caused by DNS. However, that's just a symptom of the problem, says Troy Merch, Chief Research Officer of Cyber Threat Intelligence uh, Company Bad Packets. The fundamental issue, Merch says, and other t- experts agree, is that Facebook has withdrawn the so-called uh, border gateway protocol route that contains the IP address of its DNS name servers. If DNS is, in, is the Internet's phone book, BGP is its navigation system. It decides what route data uh, takes as it travels uh, the super, uh, super information highway. Okay, uh, you can think of it like a game of telephone, but instead of people playing, it's a smaller, it's smaller networks letting each other know how to reach them. Says Angelique Medina, director of product marketing at the network monitoring firm Cisco Thousand Eyes. They announced this route to their neighbor and their neighbor will propagate it out to all their peers. It's a lot of jargon, but easy but easy to put plain. Facebook has fallen off the Internet's map. If you're trying to ping those IP addresses right now, the packets end up in a black hole, Merch says. Okay? The obvious and still unresolved question is why those BGP routes disappeared for the, in the first place. It's not a common element, especially at the scale uh or for this duration. During the outage, Facebook didn't say beyond a tweet that it's working uh, to getting things back to normal as quickly as possible. After the service came trickling back late Monday afternoon, it sent a statement that still lacked many, uh, any technical details. To everyone who was affected by the outages on our platform today, we're sorry, the company said. We know billions of people and businesses around the world depend on our products and service to stay connected. We appreciate your patience as we come back online. This was Mark's fuck y'all. That's what I think this was. I, but that, you know, because that would have been me. That would have been me. <laughs> they would have had to come in my office. Carlotta, you have got to put things back up. I said, tell everybody fuck them. You think, you think I'm, you think, you gonna, you got to get on line on the internet and try to tell me how to run my business? <laughs> I, I think Mark was saying fuck y'all. I think Mark, I think Mark quit for about five minutes. <laughs> Let's see how y'all y'all do out in these streets without us. <laughs> y'all be bored as hell out there, I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. It says the Internet infrastructure experts who spoke to Wired all suggested the likeliest answer was a misconfiguration on Facebook's part. It appears that Facebook has done something to their routers, the ones that connect the Facebook network to the rest of the Internet, says John Graham, coming CTO of Internet infrastructure company called Fair who stressed that he doesn't know the details of what happened. After all, he says, the Internet is essentially a network of networks, each advertising its presence to the other. For once, Facebook has stopped advertising. <laughs> anyway, if you guys want to read the rest of this article, you can read it on thewire.com. Listen, I just think it was more saying the hilltop for a minute. <laughs> Y'all want to see what it's like to be without me? All right. <laughs> now, y'all better quit fucking with me before I take it all down. No, that's what I would have did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Carla, would you have done that? Yes, I would have. I would have been so pissed. Somebody's on the Internet falsely, false whistleblowing, saying she's, he's up here. You know, and they were talking about the kids, talking about, you know, it affects kids and girls. I said, ain't no little kids on Facebook. It's all old-ass people on Facebook. <laughs> None of the little kids I know on Facebook. They all on Snapchat, Instagram. <laughs> TikTok, 
My ass got a TikTok account and don't know what to do. I'm like, what do you do with TikTok? I look at it, but I'm like, damn it, I'm going to be, uh, I'm almost a half a century. Shit. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with no TikTok. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I got a little while to go, but damn it, I don't know. I don't know what to do with TikTok. I don't know how to, you know, I don't know. No, my last year, my last 40, my last 40 years of the 40s is coming up. I'll be 49 in November. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. I was thinking the other day, I was like, 49? What the hell? <laughs> like, I'm glad because, you know, you don't want the alternatives. Getting older is a blessing, right? But I'm like, why well, do you be 49? I don't know because I feel, I still feel like a kid. I really don't know. And plus, you know, I don't have no kids. So I still be feeling like a kid out in these streets. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you, how do, you do wrong people? I don't know. Try to figure this out. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I, you know, I think when I'm 70, I'm still going to be youthful. I'm sorry. I really do. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it'll be like the Twilight Zone. Remember the Twilight Zone where it's like, you know, they the, the, the man was inviting the man in the nursing home to kick the can with the kids and stuff like that. That's me. I'm going to be inviting people to kick the can. You know? Have fun. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. This, 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 this older statesman thing. I'm, I mean, I'm learning states lady thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So what else was we supposed to talk about out in these streets? Was it R. Kelly? Oh, that's how I was ready to talk about Am I ready to talk about R. Kelly? No, we supposed to talk about the Pandora Papers and Fauci. Do we really want to talk about Fati? I mean, yonner. Well, I'm talking about Will Smith. We got we got to get about we got to talk about that. Let's talk about these Pandora Papers right here. You know, they done found these um, rich people got off, uh, you know, offshore accounts out in these streets. Okay, I mean, if y'all didn't know that by now, you know, they probably doing something else now. They running circles around us now. They, this is when they let stuff like this out. That means you know they ain't doing this shit no more. They they passed this. They doing something else. Whenever you start hearing real, really rich middle class people and new money talk about tax, tax shelter shit, they get ready to change it all up. <laughs> uh, it says this is from uh, Boise State Public Radio dot org. It said, what, in NPR, it says, what Pandora paper show about how the powerful hide money from public view? Okay. It says, a massive investigation for more than, for, from more than 600 journalists across the globe sheds new light into the shadowy world of offshore banking and high-powered elites who use the system to their benefit. The expose dubbed the Pandora Papers shows how the world's wealthy hide their money and assets from authorities, their creditors, and public and the public by using a network of lawyers and financial institutions that promises that promises secrecy. It's built on a trove of 11.9 million records leaked to the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists (ICIJ), which in turn shared them uh, with, the par- uh, with partner media outlets such as the Washington Post and the Guardian for help conducting the large-scale investigation. 
These are secret confidential documents from offshore tax havens and offshore specialists who work to help rich, powerful, and sometimes criminal individuals create shell companies or trusts in a way that often helps either obscure assets or, in some cases, even help avoid paying taxes. Senior ICIJ reporter Will Fitzgobbin told NPR's week, Weekend All Things Considered, the explosive global investigation can be a lot uh, can be a lot to take in, so we have highlighted some of the major uh, takeaways. Tax havens are legal, but they can be used for illegal or unsavory purposes. Uh, I'm not going to read that part because you guys know that. Uh, but the leak implicated a lot of world leaders, okay? Now, listen, I'm going to read this part. And let me just tell you, you said, oh, Carlotta, they are finding out. They've got world leaders up in here. These are ones who put their stuff on the sacrificial table, okay? You know, so everybody, you, somebody got to get sacrificed in this, okay? So we, they, 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 you know, they, so some people, it's like Harvey Weinstein, okay? You know, when they did the Me Too movement, okay? Somebody had to go down in Hollywood. I mean, not less moon bears, but we don't get Harvey's ass. That's enough for everybody. Um, not Jay-Z, I mean, <clears throat> not uh, all these other rappers and other, and other people out here allegedly doing wild stuff, but we don't get our help. I mean, you know what you know what I'm saying. It's always got to be a foul guy, <laughs> so they can wipe the system clean. Well, what the system that you know of, so they can dig a little dirtier, so because so, so, y'all was getting too close to the to the system, so they got to change it up. Okay, so this is what they doing here too. King Abdullah, who rules Jordan, spent more than a hundred million on lavish properties in the U.S. and Europe while his country fell deeper in political turmoil, the Washington Post reported. A woman suspected of being in a years-long relationship with Russian President Vladimir Putin became the owner of a pricey Monaco apartment days after reportedly giving birth to his child, the paper also found. Those are two of more than 300 current or former politicians who appear in the Pandora Papers, the journalist said. Among them are 14 sitting country leaders, including President Louis Abinader of the Dominican Republic, Kenyan President Yoruhu Kenyatta, Zek Prime Minister Andrea Bobs, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zinsky, okay? At the time when politicians routinely stand up, and notice ain't no American, I know ain't, ain't, no, ain't no American party presidents up in there, lies you tell. Okay, that's because they didn't got with the new shit. Okay? At a time when politicians routinely stand up on stage and say that they're committed to accountability, what the Pandora Papers instead shows is that some people who could, if they wanted to, help overcome secrecy instead of uh, instead are participants in the system. Said Fiskbaum. Fisk when Pan when the Pan Panama Papers investigation was released five years ago, some thought it would lead to reforms in offshore banking that would make it harder for people to hide their assets. Instead, the Pandora Papers investigation reveals that the wealthy simply found found new ways to stash their cash and avoid scrutiny. Well, they found new ways this time too. You know what? I'll even say this. This I'm gonna tell you. This is Carlotta one on one. This is just mafia. Huh? My theory is that the wealthy probably had them put this article out. 
And and they use some of their foul guys. They use some of the really rich people. They, you know, throw him under the bus. Throw a few of us. few of us got to be thrown under the bus because it's too many regular people starting to use tax havens. It's too many regular people starting to open up Swiss bank accounts. Rappers starting to open up Swiss bank accounts. We can't have that shit. This is for us, the super elite. <laughs> so now we got to throw everybody's ass under the bus. Let's hire a couple of uh, 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 journalists to write this shit. <laughs> Y'all don't understand the game. <laughs> All right, it says the leaked documents contain details of more than 29,000 offshore bank accounts over twice the number exposed by Panama Papers in 2016. The record shows that those involved in offshore banking also worried about and sought to avoid another leak of confidential information on the scale of, Pan- of the Panama Papers. Uh, South Dakota is an offshore tax haven. Wow, who would have guessed? One of the more surprising findings of the Pandora Papers is that the explosive growth of offshore banking inside the United States, specifically South Dakota and Nevada, are among the U.S. states that have adopted financial secrecy laws that rival those of offshore jurisdictions, the journalists found. The documents show that the foreign leaders and their family members have used U.S.-based trusts to deposit personal wealth. Still, many of the United States' richest citizens, such as Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and Tesla founder Elon Musk, don't appear in the Pandora Papers. Of course not. Of course, of course not. Now, them two are some new shit. I mean, they find a space and shit. <laughs> they ahead of the game. Remember when Jay-Z, Jay-Z said, on to the next? That's them. They on to the next. Uh, the journalist said the experts told them that this could be because of their offshore financial services funds that were not included in Pandora uh, paper leaks or because the ultra-wealthy pay such low tax rates in the U.S. that they feel a less need to hide their finances abroad. And you know what? It's not even that. They got shit abroad. They just got – they doing it in a different way. They got to stop you new schools from even thinking about you new money. New money, new money. You can't be hiding offshore. Shoot, we, you can't do what we do. And yes, I know Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos is, is new money, but they elite. They become super elite. But you new rappers, you rappers and R&B singers and well, what else? You uh, Country singers and all y'all, you can't be doing all this shit. You can't be high having bank accounts in Switzerland and shit. Pay your damn taxes. Barack Obama's lying ass. I, mean, I, pay, I pay my share. He's he's one of them too probably. But guys, they just don't got him on the Panera paper. He, he probably ain't telling where he hiding this shit. That's my my thoughts. I mean, I ain't saying he hiding that. It's just my bit. You know, my thing. My call out of one on one. Mm hmm. I pay my taxes. I I don't mind paying more taxes. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I don't believe you, Barack Obama, at all. Okay. So the richest, the richest tired of y'all. You rappers try to, when you rappers try to come out and and start having a a Swiss bank account, they say, "Oh no, this shit, we can't do this now. Too many rappers, we can't do this." If rappers is a guy here with, with, with Swiss Bank's account, what, what, what makes us different? So now they're ready to break it up. I mean, Shakira, they said, was in the pan Shakira's ass was in the panorama papers or whatever. <laughs> Shakira. I said it's Shakira. 
can't have that kind of shit. They said, no way. <laughs> What's next out in these news out in these streets? What else do we got to talk about? I'm not ready to talk about, I'm not ready to talk about R. Kelly. Okay. Listen, all we know is R. Kelly got found guilty, okay? Now, here's my thought. I've said my thoughts a thousand times on R. Kelly being found guilty. I feel like that when he got a bum of a trial. R. Kelly was not going to come out of this trial found guilty. They have painted the jury all over the place with these stories about R. Kelly, with blogs. He's had a tainted jury. R. Kelly really actually should have gone to a small biracial town somewhere who don't pay that much attention to the news, country town or something in, in, in a mixed town, black and white people in like a Mississippi or somewhere and had his cat case, okay? But they don't like to do that anymore for some reason, moving tri- trials because of tainted juries, but they should because the press taints the fuck out of juries, okay? And so, you know, R. Kelly didn't have a snowball chance in hell. I believe most of them people was lying, lying, yes I do. Not that R. Kelly ain't did some shit in his life, but I don't believe most of these girls' stories, okay? So, you know, it's unfortunate. And R. Kelly is not going to get a fair trial for, he's going you know, you know, you might have to do like Cosby, stay in there for a minute. It is what it is. He ain't going to be able to get out. I don't know who he pissed off. You know, it's a whole lot of R. Kelly's out there. Whole lot of R. Kelly's in the music business. They just went after R. Kelly. There's a whole lot of them out there. I mean, the rumors. You know what I'm saying? That's the bad thing. They'll go after you. They ready to go after you. They when they take you down, they ready to take you down. They protect you while you like. They'll they'll protect you while you're while you're making money. When you stop being productive, oh, we gonna tell about these young girls. <laughs> R. Kelly made a number of mistakes. And just because he did, he married Aaliyah. And that's the only reason, only one I'm going to go with. Because he got found not guilty for the child pornography charges, okay? But just because he married Aaliyah doesn't mean he did all this other fucking stuff. He does deserve a fair trial, okay? Now, it makes us look at him more suspect. And I don't know how they was able to bring the Aaliyah shit up anyway, because wasn't, ain't nobody testifying to the Aaliyah shit. Her, Aaliyah ain't here, and her family didn't show up in court to testify shit. That's I know of. Did somebody see her family? So, yeah, the Aaliyah thing is kind of off the box. The question becomes is, uh, why is R. Kelly being accused? I mean, what happened here? You know? A lot of these chicks was hanging out with R. Kelly. Well, I lied. I, I lied to get in with him, but I didn't lie once I got there. I told him the truth. I mean, I hung out at the, yeah, I hung out at his trial every day. I mean, shit, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, 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 I knew he was on child pornography, but, and I lied to him about my age, but I eventually told him the truth. No, that's bullshit. I can't believe it. I don't know who what jury was. <laughs> is believing that, unless they was tainted. And these girl, these little two little girlfriends, Ariel and all that stuff. Now they want to go around with to 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 because ain't no more money, ain't no more money. R. Kelly ain't taking care of them no more. Now they want to go around. I was a victim. R. Kelly was a victim. And I'm so sad because my people ain't standing up for me. Nah. 
that you was damn near on on TV about to fight Gail King about R. Kelly. <laughs> now your crying ass is out here. R. Kelly abused me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sorry. I don't want to hear it. Be mad at my ass, okay? I don't want to hear it. You had a chance to tell your story, then, and you did not. Okay, when the money ran out, now R. Kelly's abusive. Now R. Kelly, let me tell you what he was doing. Hell to the no, no, no. I don't like it. I don't like it. You talking about Kelly Price's ex? Let's talk about Kelly before the break, and then we'll come back and talk about Will and oh, somebody else I wanted to talk about. Was it? What was it? It was one more person I was going to talk about. We're talking about Will, but Kelly, you know, Kelly Price finally came out after the Brat and, 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 and what's, the, what's the other lady's name? I all got into an argument and all this shit over. Kelly Price's ass finally tried to decide to show up last week with a big blurry screen behind, green screen behind her ass. Uh, talking about she was, she was, you know, on her deathbed with COVID. Prayers for Kelly. I'm glad you better, Kelly. But then Tasha K, you know, Tasha K come out with this. And y'all go over to Tasha K and see what Tasha K said. I ain't going to tell you. <laughs> but uh, Tasha K came out and said rumors was that Kelly had her ass in the Caribbean. <laughs> While she was on the national mission and person list. Now that's what Tasha K. Y'all go over there and listen to Tasha K. I'm not going to tell them more. But all I'll say is this, okay, with Kelly Price. And I ain't going to go through this with Kelly Price's ass, okay? Cause I, you know, because I started having flashbacks of R&B divas, and I said, yeah, that's some shit Kelly might do. Okay, let me just say this, okay? Kelly, call your kids. Call people when you, when they ain't heard from you in a while. Call and say, hey, I'm okay. Once you find out your ass is on the national missing persons list, don't hold out. Don't wait and say, well, I'll call them tomorrow. Call the police. And tell the people, don't be tweeting on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit, retweeting what somebody else said. Get your ass like you went on TMZ. You could have you did that shit live from your Instagram page. You didn't have to go on TMZ. You could have went live from your Instagram page and said, hey, everybody, I'm okay. I don't know how I ended up out here in these, this national mission person's, you know, thing, but I'm fine. But no, nah, her ass has waited it out. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm glad she's okay. But, Kelly, next time you're a famous person, get your ass on the, on the, thing, on the thing and tell people where the hell you are. So we, they won't waste resources and time and blogs and talking about your ass. Okay? If you can get your ass on there and talk about them promoters, <laughs> You could have got your ass on the internet and told people you wasn't missing. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. When we get back, we'll talk about the Smiths. I can eat some of my food on break. I'm already smacking in y'all ear. I'm sorry. I'm so sad. Um, can, I say, can I express my sadness again one more time? For those of you who just tuned in, 
That Light Zone Festival was canceled. I, I'm hurt. You know, still hurt about it. I'm traumatized. I am. I really am. I, I don't really, I don't know what to do. I'm traumatized. Damn it. The second concert in New York. I'm really, it's a, a trip here. I don't know what the hell to do about this. You know, in memory of the concert. You know, we always have it in memory here. <laughs> we'll play Max one in the break. Okay, in memory. Since he's always a part of my in memory, okay? Oh, my God. Listen here, okay? We'll talk about, uh, so we'll, when I get back, we'll talk about Will Smith this week expressing to us what we all knew. Him and Jada kind of open. I mean, damn. I mean, you could have said that shit on the red table, talks. We Will would be a good, uh, excuse me, billions of people, billions of producers. Will would also be a good choice, but Samuel Jackson a much better choice. But Will would be a good choice too as a as a Axelrod replacement. Y'all got to do something different. Y'all, can't, y'all got to bring. It's hard to replace Bobby Axelrod. Y'all got to come with the fire. Y'all can't come with no 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 Mike this Mike Prince character. It's not gonna work. Okay, so when I get back, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Will. We're gonna talk about uh, what else is it? How many streets I need to talk about? Shaq uh, rejecting celebrity and uh, Miguel and his wife split. Okay. Damn, I thought they was gonna be one of those couples that was a long time. That's messed up. Tamara Howe, well, they was a long time. Shit, they was together like 17 years or something. And when they got married, the divorce, the divorce happened. Damn, that's messed up. Okay, and then we're going to talk about Tamara Hall show, okay? People talking about it's toxic out in these streets to work for her, okay? So we're going to talk about that and more on the CC show. Meanwhile, i got to give y'all a break out in these streets, okay? So I can quit smacking in y'all ears. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play, uh, what are we going to play? Um... What did I say we were going to play? Oh, I said Maxwell. We are going to go on a break paying Maxwell in memory of the Lights On Festival until he comes back <laughs> in 2022. Because I'm hurt. Here's Maxwell Ascension, okay? It's the CC Show. I'll call out. I'll be back in a moment. <laughs>
So, can you hear me? I think I can. All right. So, who should we start with? Fati? We already talked about Fati yet. I guess so. Fati says it's too soon to tell whether Americans should gather for Christmas. Then he changed his mind and said y'all can get together. Okay. First, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Chief Medical Advisor to President Joe Biden, said Sunday it's too early to say whether Americans should avoid large family gatherings for Christmas while the nation experiences an uptick in new COVID-19 infections. It's not an uptick. It's actually a downtick lately. Um, among children alongside lagging vaccination rates, okay? Uh, in the interview with Face, Face the Nation, Fauci said it's just too soon to tell whether holiday gatherings should be limited for the second year in a row due to the ongoing pandemic, but said Americans need to focus on lowering the number of new and hospitalizations. Stop. I'm not going to even play the video because I laugh at Fati every time he comes on. I don't even take Fati seriously anymore. I just start laughing when I see him. I say, hi, Tiff Anthony. <laughs> hilarious. His stand-up is hilarious. What's his stand-up? Uh, it's all kinds of stuff. Anthony has said everything. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I don't take every Fati seriously. And he later came back and he backtracked all of that and said, well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm going to be with my family for Christmas. That's why I don't pay any attention to Dr. Fauci. But, you know, here's the thing. Fauci's been out there too long. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I said they should have placed for Fauci the third month into the pandemic. But nobody listened, you know? Okay? But now Biden is just carrying it on too long. There needs to be other people out there beating the drumbeat about, uh, you know, uh, what people should do with COVID-19. Because nobody, most people, a lot of people, not most people, but a lot of us laugh at Dr. Fauci. We don't take him seriously anymore. Okay. Uh, in new, in other news. Oh, wait a minute! This is news. This is breaking news. Facebook employees have have reportedly been locked out of the company offices. <laughs> I told y'all, Mark was like, "Fuck y'all." <laughs> uh, yes, Mark, I'm a I understand. Ah, they're not even getting work emails right now. <laughs> what is this all? This is according to futurism.com. The bright, rotten day. Facebook is having absolutely a rotten day. The platform is down. It was it was down due to apparent issues with DNS servers. That means it's missing out of un, uh, in untold millions of dollars of revenue. The company was down almost 5% in share values Monday morning, Okay. Let me see. Major outage. Uh, where did it say the company employees? I already faced them out on the screen. And workplace Facebook internal communication platform is also down, meaning that's effectively a snow day for much of the company, according to the Times. So, you know, according, I mean, so they said that even, even the Facebook's internal communication tools were knocked out leaving employees scrambling. Worse yet, some employees reportedly couldn't even physically get to work because the company's computer systems have failed on such a basic level. Was just on the phone with someone who works for FB who described employees unable to enter buildings this morning to begin to evaluate the extent of outage because of their badges. Their badges won't work to access doors. Now, I think Mark had a moment. Like, I know I would have had a moment. He, he had a moment like, just damn, hell with all of this. I'm tired of this. Everybody, everybody got something to say. Let's see how y'all live without Facebook and Instagram for a second. I ain't got to put up with this shit. I don't got to do this. 
<laughs> I got my billion. I'm just saying what Keisha would be. Carlotta. <laughs> I got my, and it would have been going for three days if it was me. I thought they would have had to resurrect, resurrect me like Christ. Because I'd be dead. Facebook would be dead for about three days. I'm like, I ain't doing nothing. Don't even talk to me about any people complaining. We lose a million dollars of revenue. No, 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 no. They want to tell me how to run my company and put spies up here and shit. Talking about they whistleblowers. No. <laughs> yeah, like, thank God she does my own Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> I have something to say to y'all. But interesting, though. That's interesting. I just saw that out, uh, out that article. Okay, Shaquille O'Neal rejects celebrity status. These people are out of their freaking minds. Shaquille, I agree, okay? But he said, this is what, this is according to Fox News, they're saying that Shaquille O'Neal's done, the four-time NBA champion and one of the greatest basketball players of all time, reannounced his celebrity status in an interview with the New York Post. <clears throat> the seven-foot-one former Los Angeles Lakers superstar, he is also the most recognizable athlete is done with the glitz and glamour. Okay, these celebrities are going freaking crazy, and I don't want to be the one. I denounced uh, my my celebrity miss today. I'm done with it. He told the New York Post on Friday. I don't want to be in the category in that category. Celebrities are crazy. They really are. Don't call me that anymore. These people are out here out of their freaking minds with how they treat people, what they do, what they say. They ne- that's never been me. I never want to be looked at like that. O'Neal added that he didn't want to be stereotyped as someone who was out of their mind and would rather be known for his kindness away from basketball courts and television cameras. One, uh, one of the 49-year-old uh, latest ventures was Papa John. Oh, there, okay. Listen, listen, I'm sure uh, Shaquille had, you know, being an NBA star and all that shit, you got a little crazy and two has a celebrity. I don't know when your ass is running around here. What's that girl, Sloop, Sloop, Sloop? What's her name? Oops. No. Shaquille, you was probably using celebrities to hoe out these streets, allegedly. Listen, here, here's the thing. Yes, celebrities are crazy. Can't you tell? They, they don't even like to be. That's why I love platforms like them. You know, they don't want. I I saw Naomi Osaka. She was sounding so pissed. I was like, come on, Naomi. I, but I was so glad to see her around other people. She was on, uh, what's the LeBron's barbershop? And she was like, well, you know, you know, social media, you know, they, people say things to you on social media that they just won't say to you in person. Yes, the fuck I will. <laughs> but I'll say it nicely. I won't be rude, you know. I will tell you a little ass. You the girl you're going to play tennis or you're not. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 people will have those discussions. That's celebrities love to say that. But she, she was so offended because people come on. Uh, Twitter and stuff, and say how they really feel about celebrities. But can I just say this? I think that Twitter, Instagram, social media is the best, especially Twitter, best thing ever to happen to celebrities. All needed that dose of reality. I mean, because all day long you're in a bubble and everybody's saying, yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I, I just, I will do this for you, whatever you want, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you get on twi- Twitter and they like, fuck you, your music sucks. <laughs> your last movie wasn't shit. <laughs> I know it hurts. And, 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 because 
because when you live in a narcissistic bubble, and sometimes people can be so cool, and you know, you know what, you know what I'm saying. It, they can be, and I, and I'm not for the extra cruelty. And celebrities take a lot anyway. But it, you do, as a celebrity, you have to laugh a little bit at at it because all day long you probably don't get that everywhere you go. Everybody is kissing your ass, and then even some on Twitter is going to kiss your ass. You know what I'm saying? My favorite, I, to this day, one of my favorite. We talk about we talk about the hurt, the ATR festival, or whatever. The, the we talk about Maxwell earlier. One of my favorite Twitter uh, things was Maxwell's ass. It was twice with Maxwell. When Maxwell was dating the white girl, because I love black women, black women will come for your ass. <laughs> But they think they have made you, you know, they think they have made your career. They're like, you doing this? Why y'all just showing all the white girls? Remember, and uh, y'all got on his ass. Y'all, y'all was trying to Maxwell came back at y'all asses. That's one of my favorite Twitter beefs, the Maxwell and the white girl stuff. I talk about it on here often. And my other favorite Twitter beef is when Maxwell said something about all lives matter or something like that or something crazy he said on Twitter. You know, he's a utopian type of guy. And he said some wild shit. <laughs> and they start dragging him. And then somebody, one girl said, that's why your album went something. It, it was something. And he said, when he said, check the numbers, bitch, that was some hilarious shit. That was my favorite. I said, that line is classic. <laughs> See, that's all you got to do. Like, Rihanna. Rihanna gets back with people. Like, you got you to be a celebrity that gets back with people. But it, it, it's humorous. It, you got to laugh at it. That You can come on there all day long. You can be loved and loved and loved. That's what makes you crazy. That's what makes most celebrities crazy because they're overly uh, uh, told that there's nothing wrong. But you go onto these platforms and they immediately let you know what they think is wrong. <laughs> Even if it ain't wrong, they immediately. <laughs> and you got to laugh at it because it's a dose of maybe not reality, but it's a dose of the re- reality that you are not as important as you think you are, right? So it, 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 social media in that way is very funny, and it can be hurtful, you know. Um, but I, I, I get it. I get it, and, and, and I get what Shaq is saying about a celebrity being so crazy. But part of the reason I think celebrity is so crazy is because of that bubble. And a lot of them want to go back in that bubble where they don't hear people talk about them, but I don't think they should ever go back in that bubble because it reminds them that everybody in the world is not kissing your ass. (laughs) Okay, so it it is what, you know, it is what it is. And I know some people can be cruel and just on there being mean for just the sake of it. But there are people who say things where, you know, celebrities are like, damn. It's like, when, like, say, for instance, if you, I remember I heard Jill Scott once say this. Sometimes she reads the comments because she says, not all the time, but she does read the comments sometimes because sometimes she needs to hear what people are saying about her. She said, and when there's too many that think a certain thing, I really have to say, you know, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because you want to say, like, if too many people think you're an asshole, well, why does everybody think I'm an asshole? I'm not an asshole. I'm a great guy. Well, why is everybody thinking I'm an asshole? <laughs> right? It's, it's 50 out of uh, out of uh, 75 of your tweets of people, and there's people, 50 of them, saying you're an asshole. Well, they could be wrong, but you got to understand, you can ask yourself as a celebrity, a lot of times you would be shielded from that kind of information. So you have to you have to ask yourself as a celebrity, like, why is everybody thinking I'm an asshole out here? What's going on? 
So then you can look into the situation to see, am I, is my people promoting me right or am I promoting myself right? Is it something I did? Is it something that caused You might not change the perception of you, but at least you can work towards changing the perception of you and stuff like that. So in some senses, celebrity has gotten crazy because celebrity, celebrity doesn't often like to hear the truth sometimes about themselves. You know what I'm saying? They like to be in a bubble. They like to be like old celebrity was. But those days and times are gone. And so I think that the fact that they have this narcissistic bubble around them, it's like Shaq says. Some of them sound crazy because a lot of them you say, say, I don't look at social media. I don't read the comments because they want to be in a bubble of thinking, you know, that everything's great. But it would help sometimes if you get up there and read the ugly. You know, it hurts. Mm, it does, but it's sometimes good. And there's always the block button. Block. But very interesting, very interesting. Okay, Miguel and Nazim. How do you say that girl's name? Nazim, Nazim, Nazim. Mandy have separated after 17 years together. Man, they've been together a long time. That's a long ass time, man. Miguel and Mandy have broken up after 17 years together. The couple who tied the knot in November 2018. Announced their separation in an exclusive statement to People on September 27th. After 17 years together, Miguel and Nazanin Manzi have decided to separate, and have been uh, for some and have been for some time now. Oh, they've been separated for some time. I thought, you know what? I saw her on Instagram. You can always tell, you know, when a woman is getting single because she starts to have this. It's just something, another thing that starts happening with her. Like you could tell, like some of the. Something that was the way she was posting it, so you could tell you like, oh, 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 oh. I mean, you know, celebrities' wives are different anyway, but you can tell when it's like, I'm breaking free, bitch. <laughs> I remember I had a girlfriend. I came to see her one time out of town, right? And she'd been with this dude for a minute. And I came in to see it, and I was like looking at because this girl, particular girlfriend, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, okay. Because, you know, I know her personality, and I know how she dressed and everything, you know. So so when I came down to hang out with her, and, she, and I noticed, I mean, the dresses was like, the dresses was, I mean, it, it was, didn't mean she you she wasn't finding her shit. Because sometimes women can just be finding themselves again. It's not that they're cheating or doing anything like that. But sometimes women are just redefining themselves, or they found uh, somebody flirted with them and redefined them, or, you know, something like this. But this was, it was something different. I remember I came to the house looking at her. I said, uh-uh, there's something different about your ass. I mean, and she, I mean, she was, you know, putting on makeup. She was having her hair. Her hair was all bouncy and flowy. I was like, oh, okay, bitch. And I looked at you. I said, okay, you trying to get them freedom papers? What you talking about? I said, uh-uh, what you, what you mean? What you talking about? What you, what you saying? What you mean freedom papers? I said, now you act, you looking like you, you ready to about, you about to fly the coop. Girl, girl, how can you tell? I said, because you're walking around here looking like a totally different. It was, it was just, you could just feel the energy of free. Like, bitch, I'm free. Like, you can see it. She's already free ahead of time. Now, it took her another two years to get free. But she did. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she had that look. This Mandy chick. This Mandy. I, I've been I paid attention to her on Instagram. And her ass had the freedom look. And I just didn't get it. And I was like, wait a minute, so she looked different. That's what it is. She, she tied Miguel's ass, whatever Miguel was doing, okay? 
Well, you know, Miguel could have been tired of her ass too. But remember when they had that R and B girlfriend show or something? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Neo's wife was on there. Uh, she was on there, and was a couple of other people. And I'm so glad. Oh, Miss Jackson, Nelly's girlfriend, Miss Jackson Island. And I was so, I was like, what is she doing on there? There's no way in hell I would do a reality show if I was dating an R&B star, especially like Miguel. I would not just, I might, my, my ass wouldn't be on. I'd be like, you know, no, nah, bitch, I ain't gonna be on none of this ignorance. <laughs> you know, but I, I think, you know, because reality shows can fuck up a relationship, right? But and let me tell y'all another secret of things that can mess up a good relationship, okay? When you've been with somebody like they have, when you've been with somebody for 15, 16 years and stuff, and then you decide to get married out the blue, you know the divorce rate, divorce rates are high anyway, but the divorce rate gets even higher for people who have been together a long time without marriage and then decide to get married. And there's, and I figure there's a reason for that. Y'all want to hear Carlotta one-on-one? <laughs> I have a lot of theories, darling. Uh, my theory is that marriage is so much different. Commitment is so much. Marriage commitment, having papers on your ass, is way different than living together. I know people are going to say, yes, it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's different. Okay? It is. It's different. Even... You know, men's demeanor even change about you when they got the papers. I mean, they get a little bit more possessive. They get a little, you see the change. It starts to, it changes. It changes. It's even, you know, I've got friends who've been with people and they've been with them for a long time. It's different from, there's a difference between me and them. I mean, there is a difference. You can see the difference. There's a difference. Okay. And when they get, and when you get married, you, the freedom that if you've been living with somebody without that legal commitment and all that that comes with all that, and suddenly you get married when you 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 used to having such a freedom of not being married, all oh, that shit it's different, okay? <laughs> I just said there is a difference, and I I suspect that that is probably what happened with them, okay? You know what I'm saying? And especially in celebrity world, right? You know what I'm saying? So when you've been with somebody that long. Sometimes you might not want to be, because they're still, because see, when you're not married, you can just walk away. You know, the shit can, you know what I'm saying? Your assets ain't tied together and all that shit and everything. You just be like, bitch, I'm out. Packing up my shit and leaving today. <laughs> Unless you got common law. I mean, you can do that when you marry, but it's a lot more messy. You know what I'm saying? A lot more in, uh, entanglements with legal stuff and everything. You got to be like, oh, and I don't know. Like, wait a minute now. You got to think about it, and then there is a there's a there is a bond, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's different than I'm not saying that people who've been living together and being together for 16 years in partnerships are not committed. I'm just saying there is a difference. You're not committed, like with papers. <laughs> the papers is a is a sure fucking sign of commitment. You know what I'm saying? So you can walk the you can walk the fuck away when you ain't got the papers. You can like bitch, bye. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're in a, a state that recognizes common law. But for the most part, your ass can walk, even with common law, you can walk the hell out, okay? But marriage, you take a little bit of time. You got to plan that shit accordingly. <laughs> okay, so I think there is a difference that comes with commitment, and that's probably why the divorce rate gets higher. So I think for Miguel and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Nat, Mandy, okay, like, like, I mean, 
they're married couples who have threesomes and shit. We can't really talk about Jaden and Will. I, I'm not saying Jaden and Will have threesomes, but, you know, they're married couples who have open relationships and shit like that, okay? When you was out here single and stuff, you know, you might not have cared about him fucking around if he was an R&B singer fucking around with other people. You know, you might be like, shit, we not really married. You know, we committed, but, you know, fuck it. We ain't really married. You know, you can fuck around whatever we want to. But when you get married, you're like, bitch, I I don't like, I'm your wife. What are you doing out here running around with three of them, three other chicks? You know, it's different. It's not a like that is, there's no freedom, the level of, that you can't have your freedom. It's just that the level of commitment has changed. Where suddenly, like, you know, she might, like, I'm not saying this is what happened with Mandy and, 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 and him, but let's just say, for instance, that they both like threesomes. You know, I'm talking about some rock star shit, right? You know rock star shit, because when you married to a rock star, shit's different. Okay, so rock star shit. Okay, so I'm not saying this was them, but say, for instance, they like threesomes, you know, before they was married, okay? But now you married, and you feel different about that shit, because now you, you, you got in front of the preacher and stuff, and you like, I mean, people, married people cheat all the time and shit, but cheat. <laughs> Damn, do it. So you might feel different. You might be, he like, yeah, let's do a threesome. You're like, we married now. I don't want no threesome. You my wife. What the hell you mean we gonna you gonna see with another man? No, you my wife now. It changes. And all that free love and stuff you had is just different. It changes up. I see, you know, just like I'm just saying, I'm just giving some theories out here. <laughs> I love my friend Amanda, who I love. Oh, she said, Go home, ain't nothing out here. <laughs> They don't want to go home, man. They was they they shouldn't even got married. They was together for fifteen to sixteen years. Girl, let me tell you something. If he wasn't gonna marry you after fifteen to sixteen years, I mean, I probably wouldn't have married his ass. To be honest, fifteen to sixteen years, I'd be like, nah, nigga, go keep this ass as it is, okay? Because obviously there's something about me that you didn't want to marry. So we've been out here fifteen years doing this shit. We're gonna keep doing it. But maybe she married here for legal purposes. I don't know, for some, some, some cash purposes. I don't know. But I've been married his ass after 16 years. I went to him to kiss my ass. 15 years. Okay? You come talking about, I want to marry you. We've been together so long. Let's do this. Let's get married. I've been like, fuck you. You, you ain't married me in, in 10 years. You had me waiting. That was her fault. She waited a little too long. And then she got married. You know what I'm saying? Not that it's going to You know, marriages are hard, are hard to maintain anyway. As we're getting ready to see with Will and Jada. But, you know, um, it really is hard when you wait for it, let somebody wait on your ass for a long time. Okay, you know? It's real hard. Everybody talk about Will and Jada. They're such a topic, aren't they? Will and Jada. They're so cute. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I think Will wants a traditional marriage. I've said this before. But he's in love with Jada. Can't get away from them eyes. Them eyes fucking love. He's gone. There's always that one girl. Sorry. I'm sorry, fellas. It's one. It's always one. It's always one who you can't attain. She will. She will. Hold up. It's always one. It's the one you want to marry. The one you. The one that's unattainable. I can't have her. I can never have her. Jada knows the secret to Will. You men think he's a simp. No, he's not a simp. Well, kind of, but he's in love, okay? And Jada knows, I've talked about this on the show before. 
I talked about how wheel finds excitement from jumping off of fucking mountains and, and bungee jumping, jumping out of planes and shit. You know, wheel always has to have excitement. Okay. Shada is the bungee jump. Shada is risk. Shada is Las Vegas at the crap table on a Saturday night with your last hundred dollars. <laughs> what data is for real. She is risk. She is every exciting thing that all that rolled up into one. And Will loves playing the game of Jada Pinkett. You motherfuckers need to understand that. That's what's going on. Okay? He, he loves it. He loves it. He was, he was married and in love with her. He don't want to be Jada. He don't want to. He don't want to be. He don't want to be in an open relationship right now. Are you bitches fucking with Will right now? Except for I think that blonde girl probably almost got his ass. That girl from that Focus movie. I heard rumors about that. But other y'all, the other, the other ones. Listen, y'all can't fuck with Jada. We don't got a bad. You don't got a bad. He really don't want. He really don't want to be out in these streets. He's a Scorpio moon. He don't want to be out in these streets. I don't want to be out in these streets. He really don't, but Jada puts him out in these streets. Because Jada's a crapshoot. <laughs> oh, let's talk about it. According to People Magazine, Will Smith said he and Jada Pinkett chose monogamy for uh, the large part of our relationship. I don't suggest this role for anybody, Smith told GQ, but the experiences that the freedom that we are giving, we've given one another, and the unconditional support to me is the highest definition of love. Look at Will. She ain't fucked him up. He, she's, he, she, he's with her. She's the bungee jump. She's the flight through space. I bet he's going to want to go to space one day. You know, that's what Jada is for him. Jada's all of that. Jada's that. I think he's a Gemini rising. Okay. Like, you fuck with the Gemini. Like, like, tonight... If I got in these streets single again and, and Lenny Kravitz was like, you know, come to my door, I'd be unattainable to Lenny that. I'd be like, that. you know what? I know exactly what the fuck you are. I'm a Scorpio. I know exactly. You are no mad hoe. <laughs> Who I can fall deeply for because I like a no man. <laughs> like Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is beautiful. God, Lord have mercy. But when I take Lenny serious out in these streets, hell to the no. Okay, so every gangster woman worth her salt knows you can't take Lenny Kravitz seriously. You've got to be unattainable. You've got to be the model that he can't get. You've got to be the crapshoot. you got to be Jada. you got to be the fucking crapshoot that he can never think. That he, he might lose his money on. He's not sure. <laughs> to make Lenny, he, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Lisa Bonet did. Lisa Bonet just became, she divorced his ass and became unattainable. Or he divorced her, and then he realized, like, damn it, she's like, I, this is my soulmate. And he couldn't get her back. Now she's unattainable. She's, like, dangling in it. She fucks with his head. Well, he probably, if she's a squirpy, she's probably fucking with his head. Can't get away. He ain't married nobody since. Gemini's is out here wrong. But you got to make yourself unattainable. Why? Because Gemini's get bored. Okay? Especially the nomads. 
Okay, so you gotta make yourself. Uh, uh, that's what Jada's doing. Jada's like, I'm not going to make myself attainable to Will Smith. Now Jada does it some fucked up ways. Okay, now I don't like the way I don't like Jada's process. Right, you know, because if I'm gonna be unattainable, it ain't gonna be what all just I've seen his ass. And it definitely, when I was in my twenties, wouldn't be with Chris Cross. <laughs> These are these are rumors out in these streets. I'm not going to speak the rumors out here. In, 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 yeah, I don't want to say. She's admitted to all that I've seen. But it definitely would have been the all that I've seen. Such. I mean, like I might have I might have been unattainable with 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 Jeff Bezos or something. I mean, I got I got to go up. I can't I can't do Will like that. I mean, I got to make Will go. Damn, I don't blame you. <laughs> okay, but I wouldn't disrespect Will. You can't disrespect the women. I'm just I've seen them. <laughs> I don't like her process for what she's doing, but I understand what she's doing, okay? And I understand why Will likes it. Will Smith is getting candid about his love life with Jada, okay? The actor 51 shared new, tales, new details about his 23-year marriage in a cover story for the November issue of GQ. Jada 50, 50 famously opened up about her entanglement with singer August Alcina in July of 2020 and later invited her husband onto her Facebook watch series, Red Table Talk, to clear the air about the situation. See, that's another gamble in the wind. He see how he was on there, his tears, he had tears in his eyes. He was the only one crying, by the way. Jada's eyes was clear as a button. She, you know, she was looking sad, like, damn, I done hurt him. I know it hurts. It's hurting me, but I can't show that I hurt him. Can't show it. I'm gangster out here. Even though she's gangster with the see, she can't play with the August Alcina shit. You gotta kill Jada. Here's the thing: next time, fuck up. Okay, don't fuck down. Fuck up. I down. Men don't like you messing around outside your relationship, but if you, they can maybe forgive a fuck up. Like you know. <laughs> but August Alcina, I mean, you look the bear. Anyway. While their episode went on to shatter Facebook viewership records, Will said their public the public did not get the full story. As GQ uh, Wesley noted in his profile, because of the uh, um, uh, because the Red Table Talk was with Alcina's disclosures, the viewer could have walked away thinking that Jada was the only one engaging in other sexual relationships. Well, yeah, we did, but I knew he was. I knew that Will was out here playing and playing the streets in these streets because there was been rumors for months. I mean, for a ye- couple years, years. Will delicately explained to GQ that was not, in fact, the case, right, Lowry? During the conversation about his marriage, GQ noted it was clear that Will had more to say with Lowry Alden. I could feel him rubbing him, rubbing up against the guardrails that he and Jada had established about what they would discuss publicly. Still, Will declined to provide further details to the magazine, but did reveal new information about his marriage to Jada in his memoir. Will Lowry read a manuscript of the book, which included details about an explosive fight Will and Jada had after a 40th birthday celebration. Our marriage wasn't working. Will wrote, according to GQ, we could no longer uh, pretend. We were both miserable, and clearly something had to change. Will, who will be be celebrating 24 years of marriage with Jada in December, told GQ, Jada never believed in conventional marriage. Now, these times you get married if you didn't believe in conventional marriage. (laughs) Jada had family members that had an un- unconventional relationship, so she grew up in a way that was very different than how I grew up, he explained. There were significant, endless discussions about what is relational uh, perfection, what is the perfect way to interact as a couple. And for the large part of our relationship, monogamy is what we chose. Not thinking of monogamy as the only 
uh, relational perfection, okay? He continued, we have given each other trust and freedom with the belief that everybody has to find their own way. And marriage for us can't be a prison. And I don't suggest our our road for anybody. I don't suggest this road for anybody, but experiences that the freedom that we're giving one another and unconditional support to me is the highest definition of love. Okay, listen here. Let's stop this, okay? Let's, let's, let's see, God. I know you're saying, y'all. He sound, yeah, I hear people out here saying, he sounds like a simp to me. No, no, listen, listen, listen. He's not. He's in love, okay? really in love. You know, Jada is that hood girl. Jada get that thing. You know, remember Jada in the night in the nineties? Not Jada now. Jada in the nineties, like them bad them eyes, the woo girl and all that stuff. I mean Jada, you know, Will I mean Jada's beautiful now, but I mean Will Jada got swagger. It's a swagger you can't you can't it's like a it's like, she was with Tupac. She her ass now that's what she, her ass you see, he couldn't. He was he he was competing against Tupac once. You know, remember he said he was jealous of Tupac. He could never bring himself to speak with Tupac. Jada was always a gamble for Will's ass. Okay, and you men love gambles, especially you wealthy bitch. Super, you know the ones who got the out of hoes. Okay, you can't. They be bored when you just available to. Call her ass up and shit. Can you come over at ten? Yes, I can come over at ten. Okay, you know they be they bored with y'all. Okay, and it's that one that just be like, this I can't come over at ten tonight. I got a date. I got shit. What? Who are you talking to? Don't you know I'm? Don't you know who I am? I'm Will Smith. I don't give a fuck who you are. I got a date. Y'all be in love. Coast I don't know what it is about East Coast men. East Coast men love good. I date a lot of them. East Coast men love a good ass argument. They like to argue with people. They like to argue. They like to fight. I don't know what it is. I can't say all of y'all, but a lot of y'all do. Y'all like to like chicks as kind of a, 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 a threat. So uh, here's the thing. Okay. Will from Philly. Jada's got this swagger hood girl thing. She's been working it for years. She done kind of cleans it up. But Jada is that girl that you call up at 10 o'clock at night and be like, you know, can I come over? And she's like, bitch, no, I got shit to do. I'm dating. I got something. I'm going, I'm going out with Bobby. <laughs> I'm going out with Alex. Will ain't probably had no shit like that. <laughs> Everybody want to get with Will. But Jada can give a shit. Jada's like, I don't give a shit. She's like the man in the relationship. She fucked around on him with a 20-year-old okay R&B star. R&B singer. I won't say star. I mean, I'm going to name some other well, R&B singers out here. She's going to mess with it. Just, it would have looked a little better. Shit. Harry Renee. Somebody else would have looked better. Him. She's messing with a little young. This is, that's who Willow should have been going with. But not David's ass. Jada's a man in the relationship. <laughs> and this is why he likes her. He can't do nothing with her. I told y'all what she is, okay? He don't want to be out in these streets running around talking about freedom. I like freedom. I really want freedom. No, no, no. He does not want freedom. He wants to be always around Jada, okay? But Jada won't let him because Jada knows that if she does, 
she figures, this is her thing, because Jada's got abandonment issues. If you listen to Jada talk, and she's a very spiritual person. I like Jada. I understand abandonment issues. I got on my, got on my damn thing, okay? Jada's got abandonment issues, and Jada hasn't fucking dealt with them all the way, and Jada's like, fuck that. You ain't going to leave me first. I mean, I'm going to always be the one that's unattainable. <laughs> right? I, I, I'm just telling you what it is. And that is why she refuses to commit. She refuses. She she is a literally, uh, she's literally um, the man in the relationship. She's the one that's setting the rules. And he's, yeah, I know he's the one with all the money and everything like that, but she's literally changed the game, okay? And most females can snatch up a dude that's like, Will, you got to change the game a little bit. Yeah, kind of, not all. I'm not saying I want to say that to all you females. I mean, being a nice girl, being a kind girl and a kind person and loyalty and faithfulness matters, but you also got to know who you're dealing with, okay? Okay, so when you're dealing with somebody who finds he, he's never, he's always bored and his excitement is he got to go jump out the plane, he got to go run around the universe, he's got to play uh, superheroes and, and all that kind of shit, which I'm going to talk about his ass later on, talking about he didn't want to play no slaves. Let me stop. Let me talk about that right now. He said something about he didn't want to play slaves. He's trying to bring black people in a positive light and stuff. I hate when black people say this shit, okay? I wanted to be a superhero, a positive. I can't, I, I ain't going to quote him, but he said something to that effect, okay? Let me say something real quick. This is a side part. Slaves, black American slaves are superheroes. What the fuck are you talking about? Harriet Tubman was a fucking superhero. She was a real-ass superhero, okay? You know what the shit she did going back several times, the freedom, that's superhero shit. Anybody who endured slavery for your ass to do movies and get 20 million a film, they're heroes. How dare you talk about the ancestors like they ain't shit. I love slave movies. Slave movies show me a slave movie. I like them like the Jewish people like the Holocaust movies. The Jewish people like, are we going to show you the wrong that was done to us every chance we get? Holocaust movie, Holocaust movie here, Holocaust movie over here, Holocaust. I'm going to show you what our people endured. And I'm the same way. Slavery movie right here, slavery movie right here, because I want to remind you of what our people endured and remind you of the kind of stock you came from. Black American people are the shit because they lived. If they had not gone through what they had not gone through, you wouldn't be doing these movies, you asshole. Okay? And with your little open mirror, Jack, okay? So whatever. I hated that he said that. I was like, what kind of stupid shit is that? Yeah, no, no. Slave movie. Slave movie. He didn't want to do Django. What are you talking about? Django. He didn't want, which I didn't understand. Django was great shit. My grandpa, you know when old black men loved Django. My grandpa was clapping after Django. <laughs> you know, old black men, they, he, was, he was like about to give it a standard ovation. That wouldn't that's that's right that's that's right right there. He loved that movie. He definitely he fucking grandpa loved the Jay. Because <laughs> they've been real older black men been through some shit, okay? So they really been so they really understand the real stuff, okay? So he up here talking. I don't want to. I just wanted to say something different. What a weak ass in a movie. You, 
and you didn't want to play the strong strength of the state. Will Smith liked to play the magical Negro. What was that one where he was magic or something? He was throwing out magic or something like that? Some shit. Okay. Shut up, Will. Okay. Now, back to his marriage. I'm not surprised that Jada, do you really understand after hearing the dumb shit Will just said about, and I like Will and Jada, okay? I really, I'm a Will Smith fan. But Will Smith says some dumb shit sometimes, and I got to call that. out. But do we understand where Will Smith are at? Can we all understand that we're not talking about Because, you know, I'm tired of them. I'm tired of talking about the ass. But we do understand that the Smith, Jada is playing the game that she got to play. She's not, he, she, she's playing the game she got to play to keep his attention. This is a dude who likes to fly off the, the, the jump, bungee jump. He, he, he was in love with the, her when he was with his first wife. Remember, he came back to the table. He, said, he came back to the table, and he was about to stay with his first wife until his first wife asked him for a divorce, knowing he was in love with Jada. He said, I'm going to stay because I'm just committed. Will is a committed cat. He's a, he's a naturally committed dude. He said he was going to stay in that marriage even though – he was in love with somebody else <laughs> until the woman he across the table with him said, he told the story on Red Tide, which I said, his wife said, his first wife said, no, I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. She didn't know nothing about him being in love with Jada. But he, remember he said he got, they went to dinner that night. He got up from the table and went in the bathroom and cried because he just had a long conversation with Jada like the week or so before. And, and he knew that, that he... He was in love with her. She was the one. You ain't gonna fuck. Listen, that whatever he, whatever, just could say something. That's deep. That goes deep with Will Smith. It's gonna be hard. Jada, don't fuck it up no more. Cause Jada got Will right where she's at, where she got. And but don't fuck the cheek. You gonna you gonna overplay your hand with that Scorpio moon with August Alcina and shit. You gonna overplay your hand. He really was hurt by that shit. He was crying literally already. I saw his eyes. His eyes was he. He loved that woman, okay? He, and, and, and listen, Jada is a crapshoot. That's what I said. And Jada is that. That's the type of chick Jada is. She's a crapshoot in Vegas. We got $100 for your name. She said, jump out the plane. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got to play the game with those kind of dudes, okay? Then you got, what's her name? You got, see what happened to, listen, let's talk about what happened, allegedly what happened with. I love my, one of my favorite couples to talk about was Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. So that's a Scorpio and a Gemini. They said, I like to talk about them because, you know, you know the Scorpio, because they said Lenny Kravitz, I don't know, I heard he filed for divorce or something like that. I don't know, but I heard that all these men, allegedly, in these streets, rumors were that he wasn't chasing, you know, anymore. Scorpio was going to play that shit, okay? But see what she did. She was like, okay, I'm going to give you your freedom, bitch. But I'm a Scorpio. And I know you will always be entangled in this shit. <laughs> All right? So what she did is gave him his freedom, but he ain't got freedom. He's a nomad. He's running around here. He's a, he's a nomad. And I'll tell you one thing today. If that, that man dropped dead, what's that man over there? What's that uh, the beautiful man, the other beautiful man she married? If he fell out today, let me tell you, Lenny Kravitz was trying to be running to get back home. <laughs> And everything else. Why? Because Elisa Bonet. I, listen, here's the thing. The truth too about Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet was always that that kind. Lisa Bonet is another one that's a crapshoot on a Saturday night. She's mysterious. You know, she's everything. Like she, she even when she was playing in the Cosby Show, 
she's different, she's uh, she's unique, she's, you know, she's all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what you got to be. You got to be, that's what. That's how she got Minnie Kravitz. Sometimes you can't play the kind girl all the time. You can be nice and kind. I mean, the nice girl, kind, yes, but sometimes you can't be the nice. So you got to know what man you're dealing with and how to handle it. See, this is how Jada's handling Yeah, she's handling Will kind of off-center. Yes, I do think that August Alcina was a huge mistake, but I understand what the hell is going on here, okay? I said what I said. So can we get over this Will and Jada? I mean, you know, men love the chase. Don't you? You guys will lie and say you don't. You know, I know all the man fear men out here. Quit being a simp. Quit chasing them. Quit blah, blah, blah. Get you a young girl and all that stuff. But none of that really, to be honest, I, I mean, I think when a man really falls in love with someone, it really doesn't, you can say quit being a simp. Quit being. <laughs> I mean, you can say all of those things, but when a man has found that piece, that chase, something about a chase. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's something about a chase. I mean, you might dangle it out in front of them, but when you start to chase, oh, my God, men love to chase. Most real, most men, not all men, but most men. Most most men like to chase. Real men like to chase. They don't like women that they can easily attain. That's why sometimes when they get people get men, get married, you'll hear people say, well, damn, like, so, and women, too, women will be, stop becoming that unattainable thing for men. And they'll start walking around looking like shit and everything. Men like, yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? But when you're still unattainable in these streets, so you remind them, like Beyonce said, every now and then you got to put your freaking dress on. Every now and then. That's why Jay, Beyonce be running around with her ass out in them, in them, in them things. She got to let Jay-Z know, man, you got one of the baddest bitches in the game. Don't play me. Okay? Don't play me with three kids. I will get out here. I will get back in these streets, okay? I know you like to allegedly fuck around, but I will get back in these streets, okay? I'm still, I'm, I'm still fine up in here. You got to put your freakers. I let them know. You, you like, whoa, yes, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, she is. I, I, ain't, I ain't ready to give her up yet, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Even though I think it'd be harder for her, but she still's got to maintain a sense of unattainable. Like she's still that girl. Right, you know what I'm saying? To him, and so every now and then you have to remind him, I'm still that bitch. Okay, don't don't get it twisted out here. Okay, so you know, and it's it's different. It's different for women as you get older. But as women get older, they depend on that nostalgia of who they were. You know what I'm saying? To maintain that power and that love. Okay, so you know, Jada is mishandling things. Yes. But I also understand that Will needs this to stay interested. It's my opinion. Now, what else is in these news? You should feel like crying a lot. And it's not a mere, you know, I don't, listen. People say, well, what would you prefer that, you know, you have an open marriage or I'm like, I feel like open marriages are not marriages. I feel like they're just people who married, who got papers and just run around single, you know. <laughs> I mean, people say, well, cheating, what are you doing when you cheat? I mean, I've said this on the show before and so many of y'all got so confused by what I said and I hate to say it again because y'all are like, oh, 
cheating is a little bit more respectful than I, uh, uh, in some senses than I over because you are scared to lose something, right? You know what I'm saying? You do respect. Oh my God, you don't respect it, but you do respect. I don't shit. I, I'm not gonna say it no more because I got too damn confused about my vibe about what I said about cheating versus open marriage because I feel like at open marriage you just you just like fuck it we 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 not married. <laughs> I mean we just got we just screwing around on each other right you know what I'm saying I think that there is there's like a uh I mean all of it's messed up when you cheat it's still a messed up thing to the whole thing of marriage but. You're not uh, trying to change the narrative of marriage to appeal to your lack of commitment, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, and not that cheating is good, but I'm saying that cheating does recognize that there is a boundary there. I, I know people don't understand me when I say this. And people go, oh, what you got to No, cheating does say, like, damn it, this is a boundary and this shit is wrong, so I got to decide if I'm going to stay with this fool or I'm going to go with this fool. You know what I'm saying? You, got, you, don't, you don't want to say there's a boundary and you know you can't keep doing this shit, right? But open marriage is just like, we just going, we're going to fuck around. Who cares about the, the commitment part? There's no commitment. <laughs> So I don't consider that marriage. You know what I'm saying? And I consider you having to change something to uh, 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 to fit to fit your own narrative of of commitment. You're not really committed. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, and so you recognize no boundaries. So why get married? You know what I'm saying? So you know that's how I feel about it. But at least when people are married in their in relationships on the side or they happen to get into a situation or whatever, they are still seeing a boundary there that is telling them, I shouldn't be fucking around. It's still a boundary there. They're saying, hey, we need to, I'm trying to work towards uh, the ideal monogamy. Do I want to stay with this person or do I want to go with this person? There is something there that's letting you know that something is wrong. In open marriages, I feel like you don't address what's wrong. And I know a lot of people who cheat don't address what's wrong. I get that. But if you still know the boundary of cheating tells you that there is something fucking wrong. Either I don't belong with this person, I belong with another person, or else I, you know, or else uh, some shit's messed up in our relationship and we got to change it. Okay? I'm just saying there's a boundary, but when it's open and you, you, you bitches are ignoring that it's really something going on in your marriage and you're like, no, nah, okay, we just want to be free. We just, you know, you know. But you might not really just like each other no more. And maybe you need to say, oh, damn, you know, I am running around on these streets and these streets with all these men or all these women. Maybe I just don't like her ass no more. But you never address that kind of thing in an open marriage, right? You just you just stand there for what? I don't understand. What's going on. Are you not addressing the problems? Are the boundaries not making bringing any conviction. <laughs> I don't know. Let me shut up my ass up. Y'all never understand. I'm sure I'm getting ready to get something. Okay. I know y'all, how y'all be doing out there. Y'all be like, Prada, what are you talking about? I, I just feel like there are boundaries, okay? I feel like the, 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 you don't get, the, don't get married, okay? And I'm not saying married people, because any married group of people who have been married for long periods of time, like when I have a discussion, like I was so shocked. Okay, my grandparents won't mind me telling this. Okay, because my grandparents know I'd be open on this show. Okay, I love discussing shit with my grandparents. So tell you, like me and my grandparents, we'd be having some real ass talks with her at home. I'd be like, Would you have stayed married to my grandma? Would you have stayed, Baba, Papa? Would you be, Baba, Baba, Baba? They be telling me some real shit because they've been married a hundred years. 
And when my grandfather married her, my grandmother already had two children, right? They were very little, my mom and my uncle, okay? So that's not, that's not my, that's, that's my step-grandfather, but to me, it's the only man I know is the man who raised me, okay? And so, uh, and my parents, too, my my mom and my, my uh, dad. I've told a lot of stories on this show about this, but I have this discussion with my grandparents, and you know, I said, you put it. I was talking about about marriage and everything. And my grandma, honey, we've been through everything. We were separated. I mean, we were separated one time. We started getting divorced. Uh, and I had, he had other people, and I had other people. He'd be out here hiding in my bushes, mad at me because I'm dating other people. <laughs> this was, I was really young, right? I was like, what? I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Y'all dated. My grandma even told me a story about one of his old girlfriends showing up at their wedding. <laughs> But when you've been married for a long fucking time, monogamy, just because you saying you're going to be monogamous, it don't necessarily happen right away <laughs> for all people, right? You know what I'm saying? Some people are <laughs> But it's, it was shocking to hear my grandparents talk about that because, you know, when you've been married, not everybody has uh, cheating in their relationship or separation and stuff like that. Some people have been faithful to each other for 100 years. But most of the time, people who've been married for a long time, have real shit. <laughs> like some real shit. Like separations. I was messing around with this person. I was messing around with this person. And, you know, and some people should have got divorced like 100 years ago. Like, I've, I've seen old couples where I said, y'all should have got ass should have gotten divorced about 20 years ago. Y'all, y'all playing, y'all. But they just decided to stay in the shit, okay? Um, but marriage, really, it's a lot of shit to happen, <laughs> right? And there is some people, listen, there are, and to me, when people start to go into other relationships or whatever Will and Jada's doing, you know, that means there's something going on. And that's a red flag to say, okay, do I need to be with this person? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes there are very hard decisions to make here. Now, I think with Will and Jada, they got a lot of tangled assets. And, you know, Will's like, shit, it's cheaper to keep her ass. I'm going to be paying fucking you know, alimony and shit. <laughs> I'm going to be Dr. Dre out in these streets. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know, shit, man, you know, and plus she is fun. I, I am in love with her. He got the nostalgia about her. You know, you can see when she backed him. I said she backed them brown eyes. He'd be like, he's eyes. he'd be gone. he look like he's gone. Okay, so, you know, you know, so it's like we have children together. We built this thing. Everybody's used to us. It's a lot of shit. And I know they probably, they might not even like each other no more, but they're committed to staying in the shit. <laughs> they said bad marriage for life. That's what they said, okay? Um, and I, I, just, I just feel like you, you're, they're ignoring the major issue. What is the major? And if they don't address what that major issue is, they're just there ignoring the men in an open marriage. They're being allowed to cheat and use other people. Instead of, you know, to me, you know, you know, there are certain stories. Like I always love the Amy Grant. I talk about the Amy Grant Vince Gill story on here. You know, from where I always talk about Amy Grant, Amy Grant didn't cheat. Um, um, what's the name? Stephen Curtis Chapman, whatever that man's saying. Not Stephen Curtis Chapman. Gary Chapman, Gary Chapman, or whatever. And um and she she but she she fell for Vince Gill. Vince Gill was like you know she fell for him. But still married, she was fucking she was emotionally fucking around, okay? But she liked she fell for him. And, 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 but she knew there was a boundary there that said I, 
mess around with him. But every time he was in the room, you know, everybody knew everybody was like, uh-oh, oh, this is they in trouble, okay? Even Gary was like, when, which one of y'all going to pull up the chair first? You know, they, it, they knew something, but they were able to, at that moment, they was able to address, am I, she was able to address, should I be with Gary or do I need to be with Vince? You know what I'm saying? Because, and Gary decided he was going to divorce. You know, they both decided, they decided to end up in divorce a few years later. I think it was a couple of years after Vince got his divorce, okay? And they decided to divorce. And it took her like a year or so to go to Vince. I think she was playing games. But you know what I'm saying? It took her a long time to go to Vince. But the whole thing was, is that in that marriage, the, the, that Vince Gill came along to show there was a weakness. There was something the fuck going on that shouldn't be going. It was like Vince Gill is here, so we it means that what the fuck is going on? I mean, I know you ain't fuck you ain't fucking around with him, but you got feelings. So it's something else going on here. Should we should we address how we feel, or is this worth it, or should you go to this man? Are you ready to fight with this or what? But see, when you in an open marriage, you can just say, "Oh no, nah, you gonna be with Vince. There ain't no big thing, and I'm gonna be with Sarah over here." And you can ignore that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, do y'all get what I'm saying? I know y'all don't. I'm done right now. I'm trying to explain myself. The more I explain myself, I did this last time, and the more people tell me, "Right, you talking about what we just talking about?" <laughs> I'm doing it, okay. But hopefully, y'all understand. At least cheating is a boundary, okay. And it shows that something's wrong. But when you don't, when you have the uh, non-boundaries in the relationship and you're saying, oh, we're all good, we're just open, then you don't really address wh- wh- what's the situation. It's my personal opinion. You you kind of painting over it, okay? Um, and, you know, people do that. Married people do that shit every day, okay? They paint over for years, okay? They paint over shit for years, guys. Okay? So very interesting. Real and jail. Are we down to four minutes? God, I, I want to go into overdrive with y'all tonight because, you know, shit. I got shit to do. <laughs> what do we need? What else do we got to talk about? Tamron Hall, did I forget to talk about Tamron? About the toxic stuff going on, Wendy, Bill Cosby getting sued. Okay. I'll go into overdrive, and I'll do a couple of stories in overdrive. If you're on the phone lines, you want to hang on, I'll try to do a couple of stories in overdrive, especially the Bill Cosby story. The Bill Cosby story needs to be talked about. Anybody who comes from 1974, when she was 15 years old at the Playboy Mansion, 15 at the Playboy Mansion. What the hell was you doing at the Playboy Mansion in 1974? At 15 years old. What the fuck was going on? What was she doing at the Playboy Mansion? But this person is suing Bill Cosby for something that happened in 1974 at the Playboy Mansion when her underage ass was at the mansion. What she shouldn't even been there. That's the first problem. 1974. And I'm going to talk about how ridiculous it is. How are they going to prove that Bill Cosby did something to your ass in 1974? You got video. What the fuck? 1974. Seriously, this, that's ridiculous. Somebody allowed to come back from 19... Back in 1974, I was with Bill Cosby when I was 15, by the way, <laughs> at the Playboy mission. The first question to everybody says, 
Who is your 15-year-old ass? Who is the Playboy Mansion? Your fast ass. You probably lied to get in there. So I, I, it ain't a far reach to say you probably lied to be a cop. But it was 1974, so how the hell are we going to go back in a fucking time machine? We're going to talk about her ass, okay? Yes, I care for women, but some shit is ridiculous. Okay, but now, for those of you who are listening through the internet, I am signing off, you guys. I will see you guys maybe this week, okay, sometime this week. But for those of you on the phone line, stay on, and we will go into overdrive. We're going to end it with you know what, one of my favorite songs. You know what? What is it? Uh, what is it? Once in a Lifetime Groove, new edition, okay? I'm out. See y'all. For everybody else, stay on the line. Terry Lewis may have produced that one. I'm not for sure. I think so. I'm not sure on that one. I know. I think it's Karate Kid soundtrack. I love that damn song. Okay. All right. It's the CC Show. We are listening to, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you know what you're listening to? The Archive Show. Yes, you are. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter. At Crop, see, what is it? See Chatwood Show? Okay, on Twitter. That's the where I post news stories. Then it's Crawl Out of 72. It's just a little defunct old. 
Twitter, okay? And then you can hit me up on Instagram, Harley's underscore Galaxy, okay? And then uh, the Facebook page, which I'm always on, the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? Except for when it was down today. And the Facebook employees allegedly couldn't get into Facebook headquarters. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, messy streets out in the out here. Okay, okay. So when we was when we was talking about Will and Jada, okay, we we we, we do this. Let's talk about Bill Cosby. Bill's not responsible. Maybe I don't know. I can't. We we can't we can't see because we don't got no time machine for 1970. We don't fucking time travel. So we, there's no ways that we we can know what happened in 1974 at the Playboy uh, Mansion. But this chick is gonna try it, right? Look where the Fox News. Bill Cosby trial date set in civil lawsuit over alleged 1974 Playboy Mansion sexual assault. This is some bullshit. You should not be allowed to bring a civil suit and not a criminal case for a sexual assault. Sorry, I disagree with that. No, I disagree. You should if if you don't be able if you can't prove in a criminal case you cannot bring no sexual. I think that's 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 ridiculous. The law needs to be changed. Bill Cosby will appear in court to answer a civil lawsuit over claims he sexually assaulted a 15-year-old girl at the Playboy Mansion in 1974. My ass was too. A rep for the performer told Fox News on Thursday, the trial date has been set for April 18, 2022, and the actor plans to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination for all but just a few questions pertaining to his name, age, and address of the residence, according to his spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt. Wyatt said Cosby's legal team has made clear to Judge Craig Carlin and the opposing counsel that their client would not be answering any questions regarding the alleged incident involving involving Judy Huff. Huff claimed in 2014-2014 lawsuit that she met the then- 37-year-old Bill Cosby in 1974 when he welcomed her and her friend, who was 16, on a film set. He then allegedly met with Huff a few days later and gave her alcohol before inviting her to a shindig at what she believed was a Playboy mansion. Wyatt said she believed. Now, she don't even know where the fuck she was at, okay? This was how long ago it was. Wyatt said he and Cosby's legal team are preparing for Cosby to sit for a second deposition in New York City sometime in the next three months. According to Wyatt, Cosby is vigorously willing to fight for his innocence with dignity class, which represents the true facts. Additionally, Cosby vehemently proclaims his innocence and denies all allegations raised against him by Ms. Huff. Okay, I can say back in 1989, I went to, I don't remember, maybe I was at, where was I at? Was I on the set of the Cosby show back in 1989, and Bill Cosby tried to talk to me. I need to file a lawsuit. I mean, you can just lie. You can just say bullshit. Like, 19, somebody probably take me up on the lawsuit. And I think I was there. I'm not sure. I think that's where he invited me. This hell was coming up with allegations for damn near 50 years ago. Girl, if you don't get your ass out of here wasting the court's time, talking about 1974, you was hanging out with Bill Cosby at the place. You think you was at the place. You don't get your ass from <laughs> This is what's messing up for real assault cases for women, real women who have real shit going on, Okay who really was assaulted by motherfuckers out in these streets. But no, 
bitch comes with a case from 1971. Jesus, 1974. I said what I said. I called her because she's wasting people's time. 19, you should have you went to the police in 1975. <laughs> I would have more believed you. They could have did an investigation more better in 1970. If you're going to wait that long, if you're going to wait that long, then at least wait a year. But how the hell are they going to go back to know if your little ass was at the con- You got pictures that you was at the Playboy Mansion. You got pictures with Bill Cosby. You got pictures with the South. How the hell is anybody going to prove anything from 19... 19- they fucking renovating the Playboy Mansion right now. If it was evidence there, it's gone. I'm tired. I can't. What is people... Do- is the Me Too movement... This crazy? We believe anybody? No, 1974, lady. Hey, something may have happened to you in 1974. I know I'm joking right now. Something may have really happened, okay? But ain't nobody got no fucking time to change. We can't go back and see. And unfortunately for you, this don't. You are wasting. You wasting the court's time. What the fuck? Somebody, we gotta stop bullshit, okay? I had somebody say something to me the other day, and I, you know, I didn't really realize what she had said. It, it, I ain't gonna say it because I don't know if people listen to my show. I say this: somebody was accusing somebody of something, and they was telling me. I was like, really? I was like, wow. Well, you know that? Yeah, you should be such and such. Let me tell you, kind of foolishness the, the Me Too movement done started. Okay? Yes, and it was like. When she gave me the date, it happened. I was like, what the fuck? It was like almost eight years ago. I was like, ain't nobody have this fucking thing gonna prove that. Do you have any evidence? No, what happened? No. But at least with her case, she did have a few witnesses. And I was like, okay, I get that. I respect that. Okay, you got some witnesses over there. But it's hard to believe a witness from 1970. It's like the Brett Kavanaugh shit. The Brett Kavanaugh shit was ridiculous. It was. You know, I don't know Democrats don't like to admit that. But that Brett Kavanaugh shit was hilarious. And nobody talks about them almost breaking down the Supreme Court doors, the riot at the Supreme Court when when Brett Kavanaugh got, uh, okay? Nobody ever talks about that, okay? <laughs> the liberals almost broke down that Supreme Court door. But listen, the Brett Kavanaugh stuff was so ridiculous because it was when he was in high school, like 30-some years before, and it was about he groped me at a party. What the fuck? And people was up there who went to the high school was like, I don't even remember this girl. I don't, she didn't even go to our high school. <laughs> this is how ridiculous this. This is the ridiculousness of some of these cases that are going to trial and that are using the justice system. 1974. This else was talking about 1974 at the Playboy Mansion when she was 15. A, unless you got a video camera tape of the assault or unless you got your ass got pictures of the assault, ain't Anything so crazy in my life, men? Be careful out here. A chick that you you betted twenty years ago, and back in nineteen eighty one, 
favorite singer, and I, he assaulted me in his hotel room. And they won't believe that shit. They will drag your ass through court because some heifer talking about in 1981. And I ain't trying to be mean. You listen here because you let him be out here all them years. It's a rapist because it's some, listen. Let me just say this, okay? And I know I'm being jokey and mean right now, but some senses. But for real, there are a lot of women who were raped 20 and 30 years ago by men who did horrible things and everything like that, and they are telling the truth. But unfortunately, we can't go back 20 years ago, and we can't. And we can't. You, if you didn't do it then, it's hard to just. I don't just believe everybody because there's people's reputations at stake. There's people, people's livelihoods at stake. So when you come with an allegation from 20 fucking years ago, you better damn near have some proof, okay? Because it's not fair. And it may have really happened, but it's not fair to drag somebody's name through the mud when you have no proof. Because you could be lying. Females don't always tell the truth. There are a number of people in the penitentiary and who've gotten out of the penitentiary because people lied on them. Women lied and said they were raped. And was it? You got people who tell the truth and you got people who lie in this world. And that's why we have a court of law so that you can bring it in a timely manner. That's why we have, what is it, a, a, statue, of, a statue of limitations? I'm surprised a statue of limitations. That's why we're taking it to civil. For civils is easier to prove. There's probably no statute of limitations. The statute of limitations is a bit out on that shit. 1974. Girl, ain't no damn thing we can do about 1974. Shit. I'm an asshole toddling around. And my toddler rule. <laughs> and her ass talking about something from damn near 40 some years ago. She don't get her ass out of here. It's ridiculous. Just some dumb, just some dumb shit. And I'm, and you, Carlotta, you are, you are, you are putting down her experience. You're saying women should be believed. No, the fuck they shouldn't. That's why we got innocent. You're innocent until proven guilty. That's what our court says. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Talking about shit. You see, and women should be believed. No, the fuck they should. When you bring an allegation, you got to prove that shit, okay? Women should be taken seriously about their allegation in proper timing. Women, that's what you really mean to say. That when a woman comes forth and says, I've been raped, and it's been in proper timing where the police can do a really great investigation, yes, women should be taken seriously about the situation that's happened to them. Because what's happened is a lot of times in the past, police, police, not you know, some, certain police departments, certain uh, people didn't take seriously when a woman would come and say that, or the women would be treated really bad and stuff like that. Yes. Women should be taken seriously, and police should do a thorough investigation in a timely manner. But you can't always, everything you say can't be believed. Because a lot of women will lie. Not all women, but a lot, there's a lot out there who will. Most women don't sometimes, you know, there's been things, statistics that say most women don't lie about sexual assault. But we've had enough men in jail that prove that sometimes they do. Okay. And that's why we have a court of law that says you are innocent 
and t- I know that don't happen nowadays. Because, you know, you get a lot of people in jail who who be in jail for all kinds of reasons, but you are innocent until proven guilty. I don't know how she's going to do prove that 1974 case. Maybe 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 he has some ca- cameras or shit. You know, maybe they're going to. Maybe they can dust off some can- some videos from 1974. You think maybe in the Playboy Mansion? Some, some videos in the grotto? Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> I shouldn't be joking. I'm so politically incorrect in these streets. They would cancel my ass. Oh, my God. 1974. Indeed. What's next? We're going to talk about Ellen Pompeo with Denzel. No, first let's talk about Dr. Dre's ass. I can't talk about Dr. Dre's ass. Dr. Dre's still out here getting drugged and can't quit. Dr. Dre. He's a glutton for punishment. You know what I figure? Dr. Dre still loves her. He don't want her, he don't want her ass to go because he's just keeping up Charles Moore. He's just, she's just dragging him. Just dragging him back and forth. You know, when most people would want peace, most people are like, shit, I'm just, shit, I don't care what you do. Just give her that money so she gives me, leave me the hell alone. I mean, she, he just, he don't want it. He just, you know, Dr. Dre, Dre's still out here. Just, <laughs> Dr. Dre's still out She got, I think she won another. Did she win something else last week? He did get, he got the great news that he's going to be on the halftime Super Bowl, okay, with Mary J. Blige and all them. That's going to be interesting. But uh, let me see. Where he, uh, he, she recently won another court order. And then Tasha K came out this week with some steamy tea over there about Dr. Dre allegedly having a, another child somewhere. I said, oh, no, Tasha K. The last thing you need to put out is that Dre allegedly has a kid in these streets because Nicole <laughs> ain't no joke. Nicole will co drag his ass back to the divorce court. <laughs> she, will, she will, she will, she has proven it. <laughs> uh, and recently it says Dr. Dre was hit with another million dollar bill as a result of his ongoing messy divorce procedure after a judge ordered the nothing but a DC rapper to fork over an extra 1.5. $55 million in attorney fees to his estranged wife, Nicole Young. The former practicing attorney's lawyer fees are said to exceed over $4 million. <laughs> she is taking, she is dragging that ass, okay? She needs need a baby out here. Oh, no. <laughs> I, be, I guarantee she get ready to drag his ass back to court. The baby exists. Drag, get ready. <laughs> he coming back. I said he all he had to do was settle. See, people don't know peace. P E A C E. That's not right. Peace. Like having peace. Peace of mind is the most important thing you can do. It's more important than your damn dollars, Dr. Drake. You should have known that when that aneurysm happened. But no, he's he fucking with Nicole, okay? He's still in love with Nicole. That's why he, he like this. He like they ass fighting like this. Because he, ain't no way, I would have gave her money by now. I said, she ain't no, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm not going, I done had an I done damn near died in the hospital. And here I am still fighting this divorce. <laughs> Give her ass what she wants. 
on your shit. But he's still out here trying to fight. Still out here trying to fight. Especially when you know you're in the wrong, right? Just like, stop it. Stop the shit. Okay, Trey, stop it. Now, that, that, don't let her find out about that baby. Lord, if he got, if he got, a, if he got a child out in these streets, and he even had to do, oh, Lord, he going to be in real trouble. We talk about Gabrielle Union dropping $20,000 in the strip club every time. Nobody dropping 20. That's a lot of money. Listen. I don't know. You know, she was talking, Gabrielle Union was saying she regularly drops $20,000, you know, at strip clubs. You know, and maybe she does that because she wants to empower the women. You know, I was like, maybe she likes something she sees there. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, you know, Dwayne Wade, you might want to be concerned. Uh, <laughs> why are you dropping $20,000 at a strip club, like, regularly, allegedly, obviously? I mean, seriously, it's according to BET, yes, .com. Gabrielle Union is a phenomenal actress, author, and activist, but she, is she an activist? I can't, I can't, everybody's active. On the September 29th episode of Jimmy Kimmel, Gabrielle Union revealed how much she enjoys strip clubs. Okay, she is a Scorpio, Okay, You're like, Carla, are you saying you enjoy these clubs? No, I don't like male strippers. Females, I, when I go and just to experience the female, the female strip club, because I know a lot of women do that nowadays. Yeah, but, you know, that's not my thing, really. Uh <laughs> You know, Scorpio's a sexual, you know, like, crowd. what is your thing? I don't know, but it's not the strip club. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like male strippers. I, I told my, but my thing, I told my friends, I, my bachelor party, I said, do not bring me no male strippers. You know I will walk out. I don't know. I'm not attracted. That's not attractive to me. Uh, I, I, you know. I like a little bit of mystery. I like a little bit of romance. You know, you got to romance and mystery me. You know what I'm saying? Play with me a little bit. Yeah, draw me in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like just out in your face like that. You know, and, and you, but I understand Gabrielle Union. Women, she's a woman. She's in there, you know. And, 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 and Scorpio, can I just say this about a secret about Scorpio women that it's often people say, you know, this about us in horoscopes that our desire that our real desires that we weren't born a man. No, that's not true. I mean, most Scorpio females love being Scorpio females because we're masculine anyway, kind of Scorpio females, right? But we do like the idea of what men do sometimes. You know what I'm saying? There is something about us that is drawn to the male psyche and like, you know, like we're the, 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 from the male side, being I, I could see a Scorpio female being in a strip club throwing down twenty thousand like she's a fucking man because he should be because it's a exploration of gender stuff in our head. You know what I'm saying? I know that's like Gemini, like you know, because Gemini said they're known to do that shit. But you know, I mean, I'm just saying that we were it wouldn't be because for the women it's the power access probably for us, you know. And I'm probably thinking that's what's going on for Gabrielle. You know? Even if she kind of maybe likes women a little, you know what I'm saying? It's still a power thing going to drop twenty thousand dollars. But I ain't dropping twenty thousand. You know, my ass like twenty thousand dollars. Hell no! <laughs> so I need to be up there dancing so I can get some of Gabrielle's twenty thousand. <laughs> oh, but it says uh, when when asked how much she spends, you said probably ten or twenty thousand. 
you don't really think about it because the booze, and you just want to make sure all the ladies go home with a little something. However, you got anything stronger, Arthur said, her husband, Dwayne Wade, is not into strip clubs. Uh, I think in the beginning when we first uh, started hanging out, I would see some of his teammates who shall remain nameless, but you know who you are. But he would like, no, I'm going to go home. The 48-year-old said she enjoys Magic City in Atlanta, Georgia, and calls it a welcoming place. (laughs) Gabrielle is, she's, you know, here. I believe that, you know, I believe she does like it. Because it's a Scorpio going there. And like I said, I would even go one time. Because why? It's a Scorpio ex- exploring gender. We want to see what the men are, you know, what the men feel. And we like, there's a sense of power to it. Oh, God. Am I trying to show how sick these Scorpios can be in our heads sometimes? <laughs> there, there is a sense of, because it's very manly to throw 10,000. You know, you're like throwing, making it rain on women. <laughs> Oh, God, this is horrible. That I'm saying, but I'm thinking that's what she's probably doing. I mean, it, it, unless there's something else going on there, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, okay? You're like, Carlotta, quit giving excuses for her. <laughs> you fucking up. Oh, what else? Do we end with the drunk man who went on the search for himself? Or do I have anything else to talk about? Angelina Jolie running around here with the weekend. No. You know what? I'm not going to even talk about that shit. Okay? I cannot. Okay. Angelina Jolie is trying to get her groove back. She's trying to get probably some more movie roles out in these streets. She got too many damn kids for the weekend to be taking her ass seriously. Okay? But I would warn the weekend. Okay? That is, uh, what is it? What kind of coochie is that? That's like wiki coochie. You better be careful. <laughs> Because the next thing you know, you might have your ass married and, and, and adopted two more, okay? <laughs> so beware. I'm just saying. Brad Pitt was different when he got with Angelina Jolie. I mean, Angelina Jolie is like the Erica Badu of actresses. She changes the people, okay? And she's got the witchy coochie. You can tell she got witchy coochie, okay? Leave her alone. Okay, leave her alone. Be careful. Don't mess with witchy. You can't mess with witchy coochie. Witchy coochie. It's very dangerous. <laughs> if you don't know what you do a little weekend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm not going to talk about Elle Popel and Giselle trying to disrespect Giselle. I don't have time. Giselle did what he did. He said what he did. She, whatever. She's telling them old stories. She's trying to get some publicity. I have no time for that. <sighs> Can we talk about the, the largest port in the U.S. warns of shipping industry in crisis? mode as 66 cargo ships float off the California shore. You know, they're saying there's going to be a shortage this year in everything. So if you're doing Christmas shopping, you want some toilet paper and shit like that, y'all better go now, okay? Because by, by, by late November, then I'm going to start my Christmas shopping and shit, right? I'm serious. Because they saying by late November and December, Shit going to be gone. Inventory going to be low on these shelves. A toilet paper. They own to I don't know what they're doing out here in these fucking streets, but it don't sound good, okay? Joe Biden, you know, he's a fucking Scorpio. Scorpio transformation for the good or the bad, okay? I don't know what's going on with Joe Biden, but Joe Biden's a scary-ass president. And ever since he's been in, it's been going from worse to worse. So pray, pray, pray. Pray for Joe. Pray for Joe that he gets some common sense up in these streets. And, and you know, it's it's crazy, Okay. 
But y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all might be, toilet paper might be out by November. Read that article. It's in, um, where's that article? Yahoo.com. The director of one of the largest ports in the U.S. warns the shipping industry in crisis mode as 66 cargo ships float off the California shore, okay? They may act like that shit's an accident, but you know me. Sound like they trying to ruin some economies and shit, okay? Wendy Williams, we pray for Wendy. Williams, Wendy tired of y'all. They saying Wendy don't want to come back to no talk show. Wendy is fucking, she done had, she done, you know, Wendy done had it, okay? Wendy, Wendy's ass is tired, okay? That's what they saying she don't want to come back, allegedly, out in the streets, you know? And Wendy, you know what? If Wendy want to rest, she has the right to rest. Wendy is, Wendy is the mother of all this block talk show shit. Wendy was doing uh, celebrity gossip, you know, back in the day, on the radio like nobody else, okay? Wendy was uh, whatever anybody thinks they are, Wendy was that back in the day, okay? You know what I'm saying? So she got the right to rest. She's had a tough year. She's had a hard time. Prayers for her. You know, she got to get the fuck over Kevin, though, Wendy. Wendy, and you're a cancer. I know you're having a fucking hard time getting over Kevin. And Kevin's ass probably did everything for you and stuff being that cancer. I know how these cancers operate out in these streets. But you got to get your ass up and realize that mofo is gone and be glad that motherfucker's gone. You know, if we wouldn't have found that, I think she still would have been with his ass, his tired ass. But thank God that they exposed his ass, okay? Now, you be free. Free yourself. Yeah, I know she's going through. You know, cancers love family, so they hate to see. Even when they toxic, they're like, mm, they don't want to see him go. Sad. Okay, you know, so let's just pray for Winnie. Continue to pray for her. Tamron Hall, they saying her show is toxic. It was a producer that left this week. Executive producer Candy Carter quits due to toxic set. A lot of people are saying this about Tamron Hall. I mean, this just explains why the show is so fucking boring. I was like, you know, I can believe that. People, I mean, it don't look like it's a good show. Tamron, it don't look good. Nick Cannon's show. Have y'all seen this? I've been talking about Nick Cannon. You know, one of my friends is playing me. He's trying to get the Ricky Lake and the the Jenny Jones crew. I was like, oh, yeah, you right. I forgot about that thing. The Jerry Springer type of I said, you probably right. But Nick, oh, there's so much going on on that show. It's a lot. I don't know. I hope he, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like, I ain't really respectful of Nick Cannon no more. He was saying dumb shit a few weeks ago. Now you try to change it all up. So, I, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know. The show's not good so far, okay? And he, to me, they're better in nighttime. You know, that's just my personal opinion, okay, about uh, Nick Cannon, okay? Uh, let's end the show tonight with a funny story, okay? <laughs> this is why be careful when you drunk out in these streets. There's somebody that's a, a celebrity I be watching sometimes on the thing. I think they be drunk treating. They funny as hell. They be tweeting. It be weird shit. They be tweeting out the blue. He's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Sometimes I think people be drunk as hell or high and just tweeting. Uh, but uh seen drunk man actually accidentally joined a search party to find himself. <laughs> oh, this is according to Newsweek, okay? 
It says, in a recent and hilarious incident of intoxication, a man in Turkey decided to join a search party for someone who had been reported missing. He, however, didn't realize that he was the missing person in question. Luckily, everyone involved was safe. Though that's far from the guarantee, from guaranteed in these type of ordeals. The 50-year-old Behan Matula had been drinking with friends on Tuesday, reported advice, when he wandered into a nearby forest. When he didn't come back, his friends grew concerned and reported him to authorities, okay? Uh, let's see. As, as the news of the missing man spread, volunteers from different neighborhoods joined with the authorities to aid the rescue mission. Among them was Matulu, who appeared to not realize that the subject of the search was himself. The search party reportedly continued for hours with rescuer, <laughs> rescuers calling out Matulu's name. However, it seemed that it took Matulu a while to register that pivotal piece of information. Eventually, at one point in the search, he suddenly announced his presence. According to Turkish news channel NTV per Vice, the search party suddenly heard a voice speak up and say, who are we looking for? It was Matula. I am here. Uh, I am here, he said. <laughs> it remains unknown how exactly. <laughs> I'm going to say a phone. <laughs> And really sent his ass to be missing. <laughs> How exactly the bizarre situation came to fruition. And it's unclear what took why it took hours for Matulu and the rest of the search party to notice the mix up. While fairly harmless, the incident caused some by other recent situations in which intoxicated participants far uh, fared far worse. Earlier this month, for example, Donald Ruckless of Posseville, Indiana, has allegedly been drinking when he crashed his vehicle into the side of a tractor trailer. However, when Rick's wife, Sherelle, came to retrieve him, she ended up making the same unfortunate mistake that he did. Allegedly, also under the influence, she crashed her car into her husband's vehicle. Thankfully, no one. <laughs> y'all better leave. Don't go outside with y'all drunk. Matula was funny though, because he was searching for it. He was riding, riding around with everybody. Matula! <laughs> he was like, oh, you know how we eat drugs. Yeah, Matula! <laughs> and then he finally realized, they're like, oh, you call, you talking about me? <laughs> I would have busted. I was stupid. I would have been so mad if I was out there searching. Oh, my God. They didn't get no pictures. They had no pictures of nothing of them. They run around calling him. That is some funny shit. That is hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Y'all better leave that drinking alone. Don't tweet when you're drunk. You know what? I, you know what? I have tweeted one time when I was a little tissy. Years ago. Yeah. What's <laughs> You know, and women love to tweet uh, back in the day. You know, women love to text me and stuff when they mad. Or, That's so stupid. Don't do that shit. You hear me? I mean, I was drunk. I remember one time I was just, the only time I got really, like, really drunk where I couldn't remember. I was, like, tore up. in college, right? My years ago. I don't remember flirting with this white guy at all. I, I could not even remember. I was, like, see, my friend was, like, oh, yeah, you were. Really I was like, what? And the next day, 
he knocked on my door and door. He asked me for a date. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but that shit scared shit out of me. <laughs> but people, people, but, but, you know, listen, people, t- people tweet. When there's a, I, see, I see celebrities all the time. I think they're drunk and high tweeting. I'd be like, he must be fucking drunk. What was that about? Like, I saw a celebrity the other day just put a something weird in their story, and I was like, what the fuck? Like it seemed like a hot, like a hot story. Like a, <laughs> like they was hot. Like they, like he was speaking something to them, but nobody else. Because I was like, you know, even if you're giving hints out to your friends, can't you call your friends up? Like you a celebrity, you can call your friend up and say, did you, did you get my hint? You ain't gotta, you know, tweet that. But, but this was like a hot tweet. You like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, you're just, it's, you, you, sometimes you be thinking people just high and drunk. <laughs> So, but Tulu's story is a definitely hilarious. Oh, my God. It, it, that was funny. He's a man. Hilarious. Okay. So, you guys, we have come to the end of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, my ass got to get off because, listen, I got to go to my guys. I got to work on these two. The plays are coming up in November. Okay. Two plays. I'm excited about them. And then he's like, the, the other day I found that they were charging for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm charging for these things. <laughs> but it's, I'm, I'm excited about it, okay? So I'm really excited to see, you know, the finished product of them. We already finished one of the sets, and they and it looks so good. So I can't wait to see the second set when we finish it in, in November. So I am so excited about this. It's been, like, it's so, it's been a lot of fun for me, Okay. So, you guys, I will tell you guys how my plays are turning out, okay, for class, okay? So, thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week. Thank you for listening to my trauma story, story about being traumatized by New York and Maxwell again for a canceled concert. I know it's her's concert, her festival, but damn it, Maxwell was on it. It's the second time Maxwell's been on a concert and it's been canceled, and I'm traumatized, literally traumatized, in New York City. I've now understood that New York, Maxwell, and concerts don't go together for me. I have to see Maxwell somewhere in New York. If Maxwell's on the show in New York, oh, shit, I'm past. <laughs> oh, my God, I cannot wait till my girlfriends are going to listen to this show. And they'll be like, bitch, wait a minute, hold on, bitch. You were going to New York, and you were going to you were, you were going to the show. Oh, you were going to a Maxwell. Oh, I'm going to get all kind of slack. Okay, okay, you know, it's okay. Okay, but I was I was I was excited for this show, but it is what it is. And in memory of the show again, we'll end it with Maxwell again, okay? Because Maxwell's the only Maxwell in New York. And end it with now tonight, guys. Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week. I will see you guys next week, okay? I hope I will see you this week. I'll see you next week this weekend. I don't know. Y'all know how I be doing. I be flip-flopping. I don't know if this show is going to happen Saturday or night. It might. It might not. <laughs> we'll see, okay? All right, so now we're ending the show with now. Maxwell's now. I'm out. See y'all. Bye.
good. Everything is dynamite. 